Welcome, everybody, to this week in the NFL Week 1 edition. I am John Dodaro. I am joined with Carlin Jacob. And Carlin, what a week of football this was. I mean, it was crazy this week, to say the least. It's only week one. It's only week one. I can't believe it. I feel like every year, everyone always goes, this is the craziest season in the NFL. And we're only in week one. I know. It's, yeah, it's, there's a lot of that happened. A lot of upsets. A lot of big performances by certain players. A lot of disappointing performances by certain players. And some injuries, too, that we will get to. But real quick before we get into the games, looking at our personal records too. You and I are predicting every single week of the NFL. Same thing as we do for college football too. Man, how did, how did you do this week? Because I did not do so well at all. What was your record? See, oh, it. so our playoff predictor, it changes to the teams that won. I did not realize that. I went 8-8 eight and eight, though. I remember what I went. I went 8-8. Eight and eight. What did you go? I went eight and eight as well. I picked a lot of wrong games, a lot of games that I would not have guessed. But yeah, we will get to every game. Now, just a little disclaimer, I recorded a Detroit Lions and Kansas City Chiefs episode, so we won't go into that that much. And we also recorded a Steelers versus 49ers episode, so... We will not go into that game as well here. If you want to hear our thoughts on the Steelers versus 49ers, go and listen to that episode. But, Carlin, you were not a part of the Lions and Chiefs episode, so do you have any brief thoughts on that game? Uh, Patrick Mahomes played great. Honestly, I feel like that's one thing people are, are like going to talk about but like not fully recognize is how great he played it was his wide receivers that played horrible absolutely horrible and he didn't have travis kelsey and i feel like everyone said oh he needs travis kelsey which he does but i feel like a team should not be come of two players it's kind of like the tj watt thing where like oh tj watt like makes the steelers win which is true he does but he should not be the only reason the steelers win a game same thing with travis kelsey he they should not be the only reason and he hopefully should be back by week two. No one's confirmed anything yet. It's mainly been a whole bunch of Aaron Rodgers, which we'll get into. But, yeah, with that being said, great game, great pullout win by the Lions. Dan Campbell to go in and spoil the Chiefs Super Bowl celebration. Um, Chiefs weren't fully loaded. So we'll see what happens, but they definitely need some help in the wide receiver room for sure. Yeah, definitely. And one thing, too, that... I didn't mention in that episode because this was more recent news, but Chris Jones has signed a contract. It's not a long-term contract. They'll get him through the year, but there's more 
incentives in his new contract. So going yeah, into sure. this, yeah, going into this next week, Chris Jones will be back on that defense, and Travis Kelsey most likely back. I would say I would be very surprised if he sits again, but we will predict the Chiefs Week Two game coming up later. But going into the Sunday slate. A lot of 1 p.m. games. The first game that we will talk about is the Carolina Panthers versus the Atlanta Falcons. This game was played in Atlanta. This is probably one of the more competitive divisions, but not very good division either. But this was also the debut game of Bryce Young, the first overall pick in this past draft. So... I who did I pick for this game? I picked I you picked the Falcons. I also picked the Falcons for this game. So I'll ask yeah, any thoughts on this? I, I wanted to say two things. First off, for any of the one o'clock games and a little bit of the four o'clock games, I wasn't home. <laughs> I was down at Akershore Stadium. So mm-hmm. I was getting texts from John and the other guys and notifications of what was going on across the league. So I couldn't watch on red zone or anything. I do not own red zone or NFL Sunday ticket to see what happens. Um, But once the Steelers go away, I will be able to watch and sit down and watch other games go what's on except the four o'clock. Cause I did watch majority of the four o'clock and Sunday night football. But anyways, Bryce Young got his first touchdown as a Falcon, so congratulations to Bryce Young. Little, little shout out to him. And Hayden Hurst, Hayden Hurst took the ball, yeeted it into the crowd. Did you see that? I did see that. <laughs> they thankfully did get the ball back. Someone threw it back. I would have said no, 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 no. I'm keeping uh, this ball. I, I would have left the stadium with it. Or I would have been like, let me go meet Bryce Young and give him the ball back, you know? There you go. Um, get an autograph. Yeah, for sure. But congrats to Bryce Young. Falcons, though, pulled out the win. Um, I don't know really any big of the stats of the game. How did Bijan do? I'm curious. Yeah. So Bijan, this was actually... So the Falcons dominated with their running game. This was just a full running attack. Bijan Robinson had 10 carries for 56 rushing yards. But he also had six catches. The most catches on the team for 27 yards, not that big, but he had his first touchdown as an NFL pro. It was a beautiful, it was a check down in a way, but he completely juked like one or two defenders and got a touchdown in the end zone. But the other thing to mention too is Tyler Algier had 15 carries for 75 rushing yards and two rushing touchdowns. Tyler Algier, second-year running back. He had a 1,000 yards last season. So it seems like they're going to be using both running backs here, and yeah. which, which, makes me, which makes me feel bad still for Kyle Pitts and Drake London, former first-round picks. That Drake London didn't have a catch this whole game. He only had one target. Kyle Pitts only had three targets. So they're, the Falcons... Yeah, and the Falcons, they're going to be really relying on their running game. And Bryce Young threw two interceptions. Both interceptions were essentially the same exact play 
Jesse Bates, former Cincinnati Bengal, former Cincinnati Bengal, he intercepted both of them, same exact route. He came in front of the ball in both, but he was, Jesse Bates was probably the defensive MVP for the Falcons. But some other defensive people to mention, uh, Lorenzo Carter was the only one with one full sack for the Falcons. For Carolina, Brian Burns had one and a half sacks. Derek Brown had a sack too. So shout out to those two. But kind of a low scoring game. The Falcons are going to be a running team, most likely. Carolina, Bryce Young's going to have to figure it out throughout the season. But they do have a good defense, I will say that. And also, I was watching these games. I had the Steelers on my TV and I had Red Zone on my laptop. So I was doing my best for double duty when watching these games. But yeah, I think the Falcons had a good first game. I think they will be competitive. But moving on, I'd like to hear your thoughts on both of these two teams. Two AFC North teams here. The Cincinnati Bengals and the Cleveland Browns. Now, me personally, I picked the Bengals to win this game. I don't know why. This was also a rain game. So, Carlin, what are your thoughts? on these two teams here. Um yeah, I also think it's the Cincinnati Bengals. I didn't think Cleveland would be this good this early. Um yeah, they just shut down Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow is nine and one against Cleveland. Or it's nine and one in Cleveland. I can't remember the exact stat, but still that's insane that this man has only one like one and nine. Like he's like yeah. He hasn't played good against Cleveland Point, that being the point. And for him getting paid the highest player in NFL history and going for 14, 14 completions off 31 attempts is horrible. Absolutely horrible. Jamar Chase only had five receptions, 39 yards. He got shut down. Absolutely shut down. I don't know how Deshaun Watson then. Um, I wasn't, like I said, wasn't there, couldn't see but I know he did get sacked a couple times. Uh, and, yeah, this Cleveland defense looked pretty dominant. And also, did you see the one thing of uh, Miles Garrett doing the little dribble? I did. On, uh, Very yeah, intimidating. Was, dude, just imagine being Joe Burrow and seeing that. Be like, oh, okay, I'm, 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 I'm not going to get the ball here. I don't want the ball. Um, but, yeah, shout out to Cleveland. I feel like Cleveland could be one of those un- underrated teams this year. Granted, it's week one, so let's not all overreact. It's week one. But we'll see what happens. I think the Bengals are going to get together uh, because they should. Um, they've been to the AFC Championship in the past two years and the Super Bowl at one, so, which is crazy. So, yeah, I'm hoping uh, the Bengals get better because I'd rather the Bengals be better than the Browns because we don't like the Browns down here in Pittsburgh. But, yeah. Honestly, great game. Shout out to the Browns. Burrow, what the heck did you do? Yeah, let's not panic. Let's not panic. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one other thing, too, with the Browns, a buddy of mine was talking to me about them, is they got a new defensive coordinator, Jim Schwartz. So that's something new with the Cleveland Browns this year. But Deshaun Watson, I haven't been in fantasy football. I got my fantasy episode dropping tomorrow. But... Deshaun Watson actually didn't have a terrible game. This also was a rain game, so normally 
when there is a rain game, it's not going to be very pass heavy. But Deshaun Watson had a passing touchdown to who was it? It was to Harrison Bryant, the backup tight end. And he also had a rushing touchdown too. Nick Chubb had over a hundred rushing yards on the ground. Uh, Elijah Moore had led the team in receiving yards with 43, but this was a defensive dominated game. Like you said, miles Garrett, the biggest play of the game that I saw personally, it was a fourth down the Bengals. They were just struggling. So they tried to convert something on fourth down. It was fourth and short. And Miles Garrett just dominated the offensive line. And he sacked Joe Burrow to turn it over on downs. Miles Garrett, just a dominant force. I'm I'm not calling him the best rusher in the league. I still think TJ Watt is better than him, and I still th- and Nick Bosa is probably better than him too. But Miles Garrett, still very good. But this was a defensive-dominated game. Joe Burrow was actually very terrible. You could say Joe Burrow was worse than Kenny Pickett, honestly, in this game. But, I mean, his QBR was 20.3. That's saying something. He only, I mean, I get it's a rain game too, but if your stats are this bad for being the highest-paid player in football, that's something. Like, if you are being paid this much, you should be able to carry your team well, despite he, the circumstances. He also played against uh, the Bills up in that snow game for the divisional round. True. And, I mean, yeah. snow and rain are basically the same thing. Um, and I say snow's worse, in my opinion, just because the ball is getting colder and it's getting wet. So, Yeah, and you see what Patrick Mahomes like, we know he lost, but he probably should have won if his receivers could catch the ball. But you saw how Patrick Mahomes was able to almost carry that Chiefs team to a victory over the very good Detroit Lions team. And in my opinion, Patrick Mahomes, he's the best quarterback in the league. You and I could both admit that. He also should be, in my opinion, the highest paid player. But he said... He was the highest paid player at one point, but then all of these teams started, in my opinion, to overpay these quarterbacks. Every quarterback that has been paid more yearly than Patrick Mahomes, I consider them overpaid. So I consider Joe Burrow severely overpaid with his contract. I don't I think Mahomes is the only one out of all those quarterbacks that could carry a team if he has to. Joe Burrow, I don't think he could carry a team on his own. If he doesn't have Chase or Higgins or Joe Mixon, I don't think he could carry a team. The Bengals couldn't utilize a running game. Joe Mixon had only 13 carries, which is not a recipe for success in a rain game. But, yeah, it was not good for the Bengals. But the Bengals also, last year they sucked. Week one against the Steelers, Joe Burrow threw four picks, and he was able to rebound. So I'm not too concerned with the Bengals because I think they will be able to rebound, but this isn't a good game for them. They play the Ravens next week. The Browns play the Steelers, both two big-time divisional matchups right there. So how the Bengals do against the Ravens will be very telling, in my opinion. But moving on to the next game that we got, another divisional matchup here between the Jacksonville Jaguars at Indianapolis, they were going against the Indianapolis Colts. 
in this game. I am assuming, Carlin, you picked Jacksonville to win this game. I did, and I remember looking at the score of the game. I was like, this game's a lot more close than I thought. Anthony Richardson, Loki, kind of bowled out. 24 for 37. He only missed, like, 13 passes, which isn't too bad for a rookie in his debut. Trevor Lawrence, 24 for 32. Uh, same thing, not too, too bad. Uh, let's talk about the Colts real quick. Uh, is this Gardner Minshew went 0-2 and carries in attempts, completions and attempts? Interesting. You want me to explain that real quick? Yeah, what happened? Since you missed the you probably missed the game. Uh, near the end of the game, Anthony Richardson, this is probably something he's going to have to learn soon is to slide, but he was just fighting for first down yardage, fighting for the end zone, and then they were near the end zone, and he ran for it. He got stopped, and he got shaken up, I believe. So Gardner Minshew finished the game. Yeah, you would think that... Um those QBs would know how to slide as rookies. Like, do they not slide as much in college? It is college. Anthony Rich- I mean, Anthony Richardson's a big guy, too. He, I mean, he well, could yeah. take most hits. But but I feel like every time, like, a rookie comes in, they're like, you gotta learn how to slide. Like, did you not learn how to slide in college? Or... <laughs> I, I guess they didn't really all the time in college. Anyways, Michael Pettman, eight receptions, 97 yards, and one touchdown. Michael Pettman is the best wide receiver on that team by anything. He's low-key underrated, in my opinion. I had him for fantasy one year, and he did really, really good. Um, Moving on, yeah. Well, I was going to say before we move on, I was going to talk about uh, Jonathan Taylor, but he's out four weeks. <laughs> four weeks four weeks and probably more honestly i think he's not going to play a single snap this season i really think so but yeah let's talk about the jags uh trevor lawrence 24 for 32 travis Etienne, 18 carries 77 yards one td love to see that as well as calvin redley had a day eight receptions he had a one yard and one touchdown could be That's- afc player of the week but he's not going to be there's someone else in my opinion we'll get calvin ridley calvin ridley all of a sudden became my wide receiver one in fantasy i love it he's so good um but yeah i'm i'm glad that the jags have a solid wide receiver core with calvin Riley, zay jones evan ingram uh christian kirk and travis Etienne, and it's his tank big speed but he wasn't he didn't really do anything he had one target congrats so sorry. I feel like that was so harsh. Man. Congrats. One one reception. Hey. Uh, one target. Congrats. But uh, hey, yeah. I don't disrespect Tank Bigsby. He had a rushing touchdown. The but, backup uh, yeah. running back. <laughs> uh, congrats to the Jags. Uh, good job. Uh, hey, this team could win the AFC this year. If they play the way they should play. They can win it. They almost beat Patrick Mahomes last year. I think beat him. they play him next week. Big matchup down in Jacksonville, down in Duval. Those fans are going to have to see it. So we'll see. But, uh, yeah, what what are your thoughts? Yeah, so I'll give my some love to the Colts because, honestly, the Colts held in longer than I thought they would. Anthony Richardson had a very good first week performance. I mean, in fantasy, I stayed away from guys like Michael Pittman because I questioned the accuracy of Anthony Richardson. But he honestly didn't look very bad. By opinion, he was good running the ball. Shane Steichen kind of used some 
formations like he would do with Jalen Hurts in Philly. And one of the rushing touchdowns Richardson had, he essentially took it himself up the middle. Great blocking by the O-line and tight ends. But yeah, Anthony Richardson had a good first game. I think people should be very excited for him. Obviously, he's got to learn how to slide too. But I honestly think if Jonathan Taylor chose to go back with the Colts, they could have a very good running game too. Because just think of, thinking about Anthony Richardson and Jonathan Taylor running the ball on that team. Because without Taylor, you had Deion Jackson, who rushed. He, he had 13 carries for 14 rushing yards, which is 1.1 yard per carry. And he fumbled too. I remember seeing that. Though he was a checkdown guy. He had five checkdowns. But, yeah, I mean, I'd like to see Jonathan Taylor hopefully return to the Colts. I mean, you've seen you've seen Saquon come back. You've seen Josh Jacobs come back to their respective teams. But hopefully Jonathan Taylor will choose to come back too. But, and honestly, the Colts defense as well. DeForest Buckner had a fumble return for a touchdown. So that is something to mention. Tony Brown had a interception as well shout out to him too but the Colts defense held their own more than I thought they would but in this game was pretty much close Jacksonville you saw what they could do at their best but you still also saw the some flaws with Trevor Lawrence and why he did throw a pick Trevor Lawrence didn't have a perfect game but Calvin Ridley I think no, going into this season, I thought he was going to be Trevor Lawrence's top target. That was proven to be true. Zay Jones, very underrated game, too. Five catches, 55 yards, one receiving touchdown as well. Christian Kirk had a very silent game, but they do have the Colts have Kenny Moore as their slot corner, so that could be why. And Travis Etienne proved to be the lead back in that Jacksonville rushing attack, too. And good performance by the defense, especially near the end, to stop Anthony Richardson. Uh, Josh Allen, not the quarterback Josh Allen, the defensive end for Jacksonville Jaguars, Josh Allen, had three sacks in this game. Eight solo tackles, ten total tackles. So he was the defensive MVP on that team. And Tyson Campbell had an interception as well. So shout out to those players. Jacksonville, like you said, they'll be a top team in their division, but honestly, the Colts surprised me a bit. Now, when I mention their next week's game, I might be a bit more generous on them. So, kudos to both teams, honestly. It was a good week one for Jacksonville and Indianapolis. So, moving on to the next game. This. Did you get this pick right? The Bucks versus the Vikings. Did you get this right? I, I picked the Vikings. I think you picked the Bucks. I I know I picked the Vikings too. <laughs> yeah. I think the Vikings offense looked great. They looked great. Except Alexander Madison. This is gonna be where they struggle this year is in the run game. Just like Justin Jefferson, best wide receiver in the league. He had nine receptions for 150 yards. He didn't get a touchdown. Jordan Addison got the touchdown that they needed. Didn't do much, but he got the touchdown. And Jordan Addison will be the dude this year to probably get a lot of touchdowns because when Jefferson's in double coverage, because he'll be in double coverage a lot 
this year, Addison will be the guy. And it's good that they have a great wide receiver too. Kirk Cousins, two touchdowns, one interception. He fumbled it apparently twice. So not great on the turnover uh, side of things. They were those one of the fumbles. I don't know if they were both the same, but it was literally on the snap too. Wow. Yeah. Was that the snapper's fault or his fault? I think it was a mixture of both. I can't fully remember the play, but it was on the snap. Anyways, yeah, Alexander Madison. This is going to be your issue this year's Viking fans is him. It really is. He lost Dalvin Cook. Tay Chandler, three carries, zero yards. Y'all are in good shape. Who knows? Buccaneers could have a good uh, run against defense. So maybe that's why I'm just from things I've heard and things I've seen, he's not the guy. However, Tampa Bay. I did not expect you all to win this game whatsoever. Baker Mayfield, he didn't do great. 21 for 34. But he didn't do too, too bad. I thought he was going to be a lot worse. Um, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Uh, I think he was sacked once, it seems to be. Um, yeah, Mike Evans, great. Six for 66 yards, one touchdown. Yeah, this Vikings team, not this Viking. wow, sorry, so sorry. This Buccaneers team, I think they're going to be a lot more competitive than you and I thought this year. I thought they were just going to be a bottom-of-the-line team who barely sneaks out of one. Granted, week one. But still, we'll see what happens. Shout-out to you, uh, Tampa Bay, for going in Minnesota. Uh, and like John and I said last final thing, Minnesota lost a lot in their defense this year. So... If they're going to win games, it's going to be the offense, and it's going to be an offensive game. That's the only way they're going to win games. Unless if their defense balls out. And if it does, I'll take my words back. Yeah, I don't trust this defense. Because you look at last season, too, the Vikings were in a lot of close games where they would only win by one possession. And this was another case, but this time it didn't go in the Vikings' favor. And you mentioned how the defense got worse. The only positives I could say with the defense is one, they got Brian Flores as their coordinator, and they got Byron Murphy Jr. as a corner as well. But other than that, big losses that they had for the Vikings defense. Their offense, Kirk Cousins, besides the fumbles, he also threw a bad interception in the end zone too. So that was another bad moment by Kirk. Very critical on Madison, but... It's either Madison himself or the fact that they didn't commit to a running game because the Vikings have always been a running team. That's always been the way I've seen them. And when Madison has come in for Dalvin Cook previous years, Madison's usually done well. Madison also had a receiving touchdown. So through some of you fantasy people, there you go. But he only rushed for 34 yards. So ideally, you'd like to see that go up more in future games. Justin Jefferson just absolutely dominated. He's going to be the highest-paid receiver in the NFL come next season. Jordan Addison. This game by Jordan Addison kind of reminded me of Jefferson's rookie year where he scored his first touchdown because he scored his first touchdown on a deep ball. Jefferson did. It was a beautiful deep ball by Kirk. And Jordan Addison, his first touchdown. 39-yard deep bomb to Addison from Kirk Cousins, and that was his first touchdown. So I'm expecting big things from Addison, too, like you said. Hawkinson had eight catches as well. Uh, Vikings defense wasn't bad, too. I mean, they were playing Baker Mayfield. 
but Daniel Hunter had one sack. He's probably their best rusher on that team, I would say. They only had one sack the whole game, so Hunter had their only sack. But the Buccaneers, Baker Mayfield, I'll give him some credit. He had a great deep ball to Mike Evans for Mike Evans' only touchdown. It was 28 yards. And Baker Mayfield essentially won them the game at the end. He scrambled, and he lowered his shoulder, and he got the first down to seal the game for the Buccaneers at the very end. So Baker Mayfield has always been a competitor. No matter how good or bad he's been, he has always been a competitor. He will fight for yardage if he has to. So I've always kind of respected Baker. I'm not sure how well he's going to do throughout the whole season, but I'll give him respect here. I will. He didn't throw any interceptions. They need to work on their running game, though. Rashad White did worse than Madison. He had 17 carries for only 39 rushing yards, and he wasn't too involved in the receiving game either. But Baker has Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, who Mike Evans did not sign an extension, so this might be his last year with the Buccaneers. But for now, he's got Evans and Godwin as his duo. But great effort by the defense as well. They The Buccaneers' defense had two sacks this game. And Christian Eisen had the lone interception for Tampa Bay. So... Yeah, this division. I mean, the Falcons won a game. The the Bucks won a game. We'll talk about the Saints later. They won a game too. Not a bad start for this division. So let's talk about I, the Saints, though. Yeah, is that the next game on our list? Saints and Titans. Yeah, Saints versus Titans. This game was in this in game was close. Yeah, it was really yeah. close. Uh Let's talk about the good for real quick. Derek Carr, 23 for 33, one touchdown, one interception. Sacked four times. That's not too good. Hey, wasn't sacked six times. Sorry. True. We'll get to that. <laughs> Sorry. Um. Anyways, uh, Jamal Williams, uh, great. 18 for 40. Ooh. 18, oh, yeah, that's not, not great. great. That is not <laughs> great. My fault. 1845. Wow. That was not good at all. Holy crap. Michael Thomas played a game. Five receptions for 61 yards. No touchdowns. Rashad Sheed got a touchdown for them. And that was the only touchdown that was a passing touchdown. Uh, did their defense score a touchdown? Um... It was a big kicker-heavy game, I will say that. Uh, it seems to be that way. There was yeah. no return touchdown, from what I know. But, yeah, it, I mean, at least for the Titans, I could say all of their points. The Titans had 15 points. They all came from their kicker. And you know why? Ryan Tannehill. Ryan right. Tannehill. So, quick little story for y'all. I'm sitting here and I'm doing my draft and John was going to do something. And I was uh, like, I was like, you want to help me draft? He's like, yeah, I'll help you draft. So we're sitting there and we're getting player after player after player. And I was like, I need a QB. So we finally yeah. signed on Geno Smith. And then I was like, all right, I need a backup. And I'm looking at these players that are left. And there are not a single one of them are starters. Except Ryan Tannehill. Okay. So I took Ryan Tannehill. Little did John and I know 
that the superflex position was in. And if you don't know what the superflex position is, any player on the offense side of the ball besides defense. Actually, no, I think a defensive player can be there for some odd reason. Any player can fill that position. It can be a quarterback. So I put Ryan Tannehill in. He got me two points. This was a horrible week for quarterback. Gino only got me nine. I don't know how many points your quarterback got. But uh, Trevor Lawrence got me like 14, and Deshaun Watson actually got me 20. But they, you'll, hear, you'll hear quarterback fantasy things in tomorrow's episode, too. Yes. So stay tuned for that. Um, Point is, Ryan Tannehill played horrible. Zero touchdowns, three interceptions, three sacks. I'm not going to be surprised if he fumbled the ball. Um, but yeah, Ryan Tannehill did not look that good whatsoever. DeAndre Hopkins, seven receptions, 65 yards. Uh, no touchdowns for all for the Viking, uh, Tennessee. Wow. Man, I'm going to say so many teams today. But uh, yeah, the only good thing Tennessee had for them, I guess, was their defense. Um, only holding them to field goals and then the one touchdown. And they shut them out in the quarter. Um, it's the Saints, so we'll see what happens. Uh, but I wouldn't be surprised if Tannehill gets took out not next week, maybe the following week. For Will Levis, I don't, know. I don't well, know. If you have any thing. chance in competing in this division this year, you can't have Tannehill play the way he's playing. And if that is the case, because I'll let you talk, I'm trying to trade away Ryan Tannehill. I know I need a backup, but I think I could ride without a backup for a week. I honestly think I could. I'm trying to trade with this one kid because he's no quarterback. I'm trying to get rid of him. I'm trying. Well, but I don't think it's going to happen. Real quick, so you know, Will Levis is actually not the backup. It is Malik Willis who is the backup yeah, right now. that's what I thought. But real quick, who did you pick for this game? Who was your... I want to say Saints. I picked the Saints, too. I had the yeah. Saints winning this game. But, yeah, Tannehill had a terrible game. Will this... Who do they play next week? Oh, my God. I just lost the whole page. Thank you, ESPN. But we'll get to that in a second. But Tannehill did not have a good game. Ideally, you would like to see him do better next week. Here we go. They play the Chargers next week. Now, the Chargers, you just saw how Tua did. We will get to that in a bit. But if Tannehill's going to rebound, it would be next week against the Chargers. But Derrick Henry only had 15 carries, and that's not usual for Derrick Henry. He had a respectable 4.2 average. And he also was kind of involved in the running game. He had a 46-yard reception. It was technically a screenplay. But... Yeah, you want to use Derrick Henry more. He has to have at least he has to have at least like twenty carries plus or so. But I got a text from my mom right now, so I got distracted right there. But yeah, I mean it was not a good game for Tannehill. I'll give some praise to the Saints real quick. Derek Carr wasn't anything spectacular, but he was able to win the game. This game actually was won by Jamal Williams. He did not have a good game, but that 11-yard carry that he had was his last big run of the game, which secured the win for the Saints. But they will have Alvin Kamara in two weeks. Two, no, three. Yeah, two weeks from now. They should have him. Week four, Alvin Kamara will be back, I would say. But 
Chris Olave, he'll be their wide receiver one. He had 112 receiving yards. Michael Thomas, like you said, Carlin, he stayed healthy for a whole game. Wow. I was not expecting to see Michael Thomas stay healthy for a game, but he did. Will he be more involved? We will see. Taysom Hill got some work, but he did nothing special. New Orleans defense. They had three total sacks in the game. Carl Granderson had one and a half sacks to lead the Saints. Marcus May, Marshawn Lattimore, who Lattimore had a beautiful interception, and Adebo. The three of them had interceptions in this game. Lattimore's was great. He, well, Tannehill threw this in double coverage, and it was a pass to DeAndre Hopkins, and Lattimore just completely undercut the route. So, great effort there by the Saints defense. The Saints defense, I know we got the fantasy episode coming up, but they're probably one of the best defenses to have because the Saints have a very easier schedule compared to other teams. So, I feel like this defense is going to be very underrated. And the Mario Davis, their linebacker, led the teams, led the team in tackles with nine. We'll get, yeah, to, we'll get to the Cowboys. We'll get, we'll get to the Cowboys defense as well. But this is not a good game for the Titans. Tannehill, if Tannehill's going to keep playing like this, then we could see him benched in the future. First game for DeAndre Hopkins, not bad. The Titans had four sacks this game. Aziz Al Shahir, not him actually, wrong name. Danico Autry had one and a half sacks, and Arden Key had one and a half sacks, and Jeffrey Simmons, their top defensive tackle, had one sack as well. So shout out to those three players. And Amani Hooker had an interception. So the Titans defense, well, the Titans in general have always been well coached. They also have a new offensive coordinator, so we'll see how long it takes before people want him fired. <laughs> but that seems to be the trend in football. Good old Steelers. We want our coordinator fired always. But the Titans are going to have to rebound. They are in a tough division. They play the Chargers next week, who have a very good offense and a good defense on paper, but we will get to the Chargers defense later in the 4 o'clock games. But moving on now, we are going to skip the 49ers versus Steelers. We already talked about that in the previous episode. That oh, we did. I, I want to mention two things. So if you're not a Steelers fan, uh, Deontay Johnson got hurt and Cam Hayward got hurt. Oh, yeah. True. Uh, Johnson's out for multiple weeks. Same with Hayward. They're both out for multiple weeks. And then I, the only other thing is, because I want to talk about this to you, because it was brought up yesterday during Monday Night Football, is that people said Kenny was so inaccurate because of his because he got a concussion on the third play of the game. He did not. Did you see the video though? Do you know what video I'm talking about? I am not. I don't. Got, there's no way he got concussed. He got he got tackled and smacked his head on the ground. I mean, he could have got like the smacked. wind knocked out of him. It could have um, been something. So brief. I like. I think personally, I hope it's not that. I think honestly, he just had a down game. But yeah, Monday Night Football is going to prove it. But anyways. Moving on from that, let's go to the next game, which is the Commanders and Cardinals down in Washington, oh. D.C. I almost want to call this a tank bowl in a way. <laughs> Low-key kind of is. Though, um, what's his name? Who's the car- who's the Commanders head coach? Ron Rivera. Uh, he says Sam Howe's the guy. Sam Howe went 19-31. and 
not shabby, not shabby. One touchdown, one interception. Uh, I have no idea how, if I'm reading this sack thing right. Is that six for 46? Like he got uh, sacked six times. What does that mean? He got sacked six times. Okay. So, I'm guessing the 46 might have been like pressures. 46 pressures. Um, Can't confirm yeah, it. But Brian Robinson, 19 carries for 59 yards. Not that good. That's not good. Against the Cardinals out of all teams, a team that's tanking this year. How did you only go for 60 yards out of 19 attempts? That's not good. His average was 3.1. His longest was 7. Yikes. Um, and yet he led the whole team in rushing, essentially. Uh, one touchdown, Bijan Robinson caught pass. For Did one. you just say Bijan Robinson? I'm so sorry, Brian Robinson. Are they are they related? No, no, they're not. To my knowledge, no. I was gonna say, to my knowledge, I don't know. Yeah, one touchdown. That's the only touchdown. That, nope, they scored. They had to score two touchdowns. Who scored the other touchdown? Sam Howell oh, rushed. Sam Howell touchdown. Yep. So two touchdowns for the Commanders. Um, Commanders almost made the playoffs last year, which I think everyone always forgets talking about this year. However. That NFC East is loaded with the Eagles and the Cowboys. It's going to be very hard for them to make it. And I don't know if they will, especially the way they're playing. Though they're under a new owner. So hopefully that will help them out. Huge win for the Commanders against uh, the team that's probably taken for the number one seed. Uh, The Cardinals. uh, Joshua Dobbs, a former Pittsburgh Steeler. 121 for 30. He didn't do too, too bad. I'm assuming they're all chuck downs, though. Like, check downs. Yeah. He didn't do anything. Yeah, Zach Ertz got the most receptions on that team. He had six catches for 21 yards, a bunch of check downs. It really was the story of the passing game for the Cardinals. Yeah, and James Conner, 14 carries for 62 yards. Another former Pittsburgh Steeler. Um, I was never a big fan of James Conner. Never really a big fan. He didn't do much for to impress me. He was just like your average running back that everyone's like, we have to go get, we have to go get. But he did. He hasn't been that impressing to me. And now he's in Arizona and he's okay. I think he had one good year in Arizona. Um, Dobbs had three fumbles, lost it two times, recovered it once. Uh, but yeah, this team, they're not going to be good this year. I literally have them only getting one win at all this year. They could they could go zero and sixteen, um, but Zach Ertz he was really good. Marquise Brown was really good. Randall Moore, not Randall, Rondale Moore. My bad. And Marquise Brown, man, he on my bench in fantasy, he disappointed me. Yeah, I don't he, like him. He, he <laughs> fell off. This team has a good team. They just they haven't been good. Kyler Murray, talking about the Cardinals. Well, when the Cardinals went 8-0 a couple of years ago. Yeah, a couple of years ago, but they also had guys like DeAndre Hopkins and J.J. Watt. Now they don't. Just to name a few. So, yeah, Cardinals, I'm so sorry, but Commanders pulling out the win. Congrats to the Commanders. Yeah, I think the only thing that was surprising about this game is that it wasn't a blowout for the Commanders. That's what surprised me the most in this game. I mean, Sam Howe wasn't a great game. He had a nice uh, 
touchdown throw to Brian Robinson. I did like that. I saw the highlight of that. That was Brian Robinson's only catch. And I feel like this team, kind of like the Falcons, they're going to have to be a running team in a way just because, I mean, Falcons, they have Desmond Ritter. Commanders, they have Sam Howell, both second-year quarterbacks who aren't very proven yet, so they're going to have to rely on a running game here. I would think Gibson would have more carries. Uh, Brian Robinson dominated the carries, and Gibson wasn't really involved at all. That kind of surprised me looking at the stat sheet. But, and also Terry McLaurin didn't have a big game too. He's only targeted four times. That could be because he's recovering from injuries still. But that, you got to get guys like Terry McLaurin used more. Guys like Curtis Samuel only had five targets. Led the team in receptions and receiving yards. But... You'd like to see a bit more with the receivers. I mean, Logan Thomas led the team in targets with eight. But, I mean, if you're not going to throw it as much, at least have a solid run game or dedicate it to the running game, kind of like how the Falcons did. But, I mean, they did get the win. Their defense, still, they have one of the best defenses in the league, top 10. In my opinion, Montez Sweat, one and a half sacks. They had three total sacks on their team. No interceptions from the Commanders. The Cardinals, though, Josh Dobbs. I mean, I don't know what to expect from him this season. I don't know how long he will be the starter because I don't know how long it will take for Kyler Murray to come back. He was sacked three times in this game. Sam Howell was sacked six times, which is kind of crazy. But the Cardinals' defense held their own. I will not lie. They did. Maybe that's Jonathan Gannon actually having some talent that I didn't know of because I've... You and I, we've, in previous episodes, we have not shown love to Jonathan Gannon. I know some Philly fans that don't like him either, but the Cardinals had six sacks total on their team. Uh, Dennis Gardick had two sacks. He led the team in sacks. Kaiser White, former WVU player, former Philadelphia Eagle, had nine total tackles, five solo tackles, so shout out to him. And Zayvon Collins, the linebacker, had one interception. So this Cardinals team could show that they will fight, but next week they play. Next week they play the Giants, and the Giants. Oh, we will get to the Giants later. But maybe the Cardinals can fight in some games. I'm not too confident in them though. But. Wasn't a bad first game. They should be relying more on James Conner. I've kind of liked him a bit more than you have. Maybe because I've had him in fantasy lately. Not this year, though. But I don't know how much good this team will do with Josh Dobbs at their quarterback. If Kyler Murray was their quarterback, let's say, second half of the year, I could see them get a couple wins, maybe, in the final stretch. Maybe. With, like, decent quarterback play, I could see them get a couple wins. But that all depends on Kyler Murray, but Washington is 1-0. They have a very tough division in the NFC East, but, I mean, especially with Philly and Dallas, we will get both those two teams and the failure of the Giants, but one more game of the 1 o'clock slate, and this has an AFC North team in it, the Baltimore Ravens versus the Houston Texans. The Texans, another team where you would think they would be in the tank pool as well. But, Carlin, how did you think about the Ravens week one? 
Everyone said Lamar played horrible. Is that true? Let me give my thoughts on Lamar real quick. Yeah, I, I want to give your thoughts because he went 17 for 22, zero touchdowns, one interception. So, oh. yeah, Lamar, he fumbled as well. So he had a fumble and he threw an interception. It was a bad interception too. I feel like no AFC North quarterback played very well this week. But no, only one touchdown was thrown between all of them. Yeah. Actually, two, no, Deshaun two. Watson. Yeah, him and Pickett did. But all this makes me feel better about Kenny Pickett for some reason. But anyway, I mean, Lamar didn't play bad, but they were able to take control of the game later on. They ended up running. They had a lot more rushing touchdowns that probably hurt Lamar's stats a bit where they could have thrown it. Uh, Justice Hill had two touchdowns. J.K. Dobbins, story of the game. He's out for the year. With a torn Achilles. Which... I would say this would be a huge issue for the Ravens, and it is. But he's been out. He's only played 11 games, I think it is, or nine games over the past three seasons. That's barely half a season. That's insane. So I would say, oh, it matters a lot, but it honestly might not. They went to the playoffs last year without him. They have a running back, and a quarterback within the same player. Um, Zay Flowers went nine receptions, 78 yards. He balled out. Odell only got two receptions, and was only targeted three times. Two receptions for 37 yards, though. The longest 29. So he didn't do too bad. He just didn't really get the ball thrown his way. Um, Yeah, Rashad Bateman, three receptions, 35 yards. Dobbins, two dumps, uh, two little passes down uh but the ravens held up pretty good uh i think the texans put up more of a battle than i thought they would cj Stroud 28 for 44 rookie numbers as always because it's his first game it's rookie uh damian pierce 11 carries 38 yards uh Stroud ran the ball four times for 20 yards but i think the biggest story i heard about the texans is how scary will anderson is Everyone said he looked so good. And I, I, like I said, I couldn't tell. I wasn't there. I was watching. Want me to read off his stats? Yeah, I, I want to hear his stats and your opinion. Yeah. So, Will Anderson, well, same thing too. I couldn't watch the whole game, so I couldn't see him in person. But Well, not in person, but I couldn't watch him the whole game, so I couldn't see him the whole time. But Will Anderson had six total tackles, four solo tackles, one sack, and one tackle for loss. So, pretty good first game. Yeah, for sure. Uh, sorry. Uh, Leifert got to mention, you and I both picked the Commanders, right? Yeah. Yeah, we both picked the Commanders. And you, pick, you and I both picked the Ravens, correct? Yeah, correct. What the heck was that? I opened something, and then, you know, like the BK commercial, like, Whopper, Whopper. It started yeah. playing. I have no idea what really? I opened and it randomly just started playing. It's got the crap out of me. Um, oh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, Ravens fans, you're going to have an interesting season. All the AFC is going to have it. a horrible week for the AFC quarterbacks. I'm honestly hoping next week they all ball out. And yes, I am hoping Watson balls out just for a better look for the AFC North quarterbacks because everyone, we've hyped up this division all year saying this is the best division in football. 
It's the most underrated division in football. They all stunk. So we'll see what happens. But yeah, shout out to you, Ravens. Yeah, I just said that, but shout out to y'all. <laughs> and you mentioned the quarterbacks, all four quarterbacks in the AFC North. They all play each other this week. They two, do. Yeah, two divisional games next week. We will get into those games, but also I yeah, just we... want to say one more thing. Just thanks. Kenny Pickett is the only player that has not been paid in the AFC North because he's a sophomore this year. Watson got a huge contract. Burrow got a huge contract. Lamar got a huge contract. And honestly, in my opinion, Kenny had the better game. <laughs> True. I can't in my it. opinion. In my opinion, Kenny had the better game. I mean, Probably. Stunk. I'll probably say, oh, God, I don't even know if I'd want to say Deshaun had a better game because he had a terrible interception, too. I forgot to mention that with Deshaun. The interception he had was terrible. And he had worse interceptions. Than yeah, but Deshaun's was the worst one out of any interception I saw. I think this Kenny's two-minute drill won me over it for how did, bad he yeah. played. And I think also we talked about this, if you didn't listen to the Steelers episode, Kenny threw passes that should have been caught. Where it literally went through their hands, and they're like, "Well, should have caught that one." He also, um, but he, he also, also threw, threw passes. He also threw passes that should have been intercepted. Yes, he did. So, in my personal opinion, Kenny probably was one of the better quarterbacks this week. Now I'm thinking about. It, I think Watson was a little bit better, besides that interception for Kenny throwing uh, not great balls. But yeah, Kenny and Watson had the better week, in my opinion. Yeah. See what happens. Yeah, but uh, yeah, one player you—I think you forgot to mention—Zay uh, Flowers for the Baltimore Ravens. He had nine catches for seventy-eight receiving yards, which for a rookie too—that was his first ever game, and they used him a lot. I would say they used him a lot more than I thought. He's on my one fantasy team too, so I'm super ecstatic to see that. But Will that go down with Mark Andrews coming back? Maybe. But I will say one player I was super disappointed in on the offense was Isaiah Likely, who was the backup for Mark Andrews. And normally when Isaiah Likely has come in, this is his second season too, he's usually done very well. But he was only targeted once this whole game, so I did not like that with the Ravens. They should have utilized him a bit more, but J.K. Dobbins is out for the season. I am really hoping for the best for him. They're going to have to rely on Gus Edwards, Justice Hill, maybe Melvin Gordon. There's one thing, though. Dan and I were talking about this on our own outside of the podcast and all that, but there is the thought of maybe the Ravens picking up one of these free agent running backs like Kareem Hunt or Leonard Fournette. There is that thought out there. Especially if they are saying Ravens have really good chance of winning this division. Yeah, I could see that. I could really see them pick up Fournette or Kareem Hunt. I One or the other. Too. Hey, Le'Veon. I... Le'Veon's dying to come back, man. Hey. Oh, God. Oh, God. Hey, they could get Le'Veon again. They really could. Oh, jeez. I got one question for you since you mentioned it. Um, Do you think J.K. will retire? Honestly. Nine games over three seasons. 
Are you sure it's nine games? That feels I'm harsh. I'm pretty sure it is. Let me Google. Let me hear your thoughts. Yeah, you double check on that. But, I mean, the thing that sucks is this is his second, like, season-ending injury. He already had a torn ACL. But then the Achilles injury, that's a bad one for running backs. You saw, you literally saw James Robinson after he had his Achilles injury, and he is completely irrelevant. Running backs lose their burst with the Achilles injury. I don't think J.K. Dobbins will be the same running back if he does choose to return. I I, so, I think that you got a number. Yes. 2020, he played 15 games. Okay. Okay, so he played that season. 2021, he was out. Okay. 2022, he played eight games. 2023, he only played one game. Okay. And he didn't so, play. He only had like two carries. No, eight carries, and he got hurt. Yeah. So, excluding his first season, the next three seasons, he only played nine games. That's probably the best way to put it. But yeah, I I feel for him. I really do. But I would say call it quits because I don't think he'll be the same running back. But I feel like he'll try to play again. But he's not going to get a good extension. Like 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 what he probably was hoping for before the season started. Cause he was kind of holding out too a bit. But real quickly, some other notes on both teams. Roquan Smith had 16 total tackles, eight solo ones, and one sack as well. The Ravens had five total sacks on this team. Since Zay Flowers is actually on the defensive stats too. I wonder what he had a tackle on defense. Not sure what that was. I didn't see that, but. Yeah, Ravens, very good defense. Another thing that I mentioned with the Ravens, Marcus Williams, potential torn peck, their safety. They said at first he was going to be out for the season, but there might be hope that he comes back. But the Ravens, every single season, they get the injury bug. So it is happening again. Hopefully Lamar Jackson doesn't get affected by it. But for now, the Ravens' defense is intact. But... Texans, real quick, I know it's break time soon, but CJ Stroud, not a bad game for a rookie. He was tackled, he was sacked five times though, which is not good. Damian Pierce had a very underwhelming game for me. He is a very exciting second year running back, but he only had 11 carries for 38 rushing yards, and neither running back con- contributed. Him or Devin Singletary contributed in the receiving game, so. Very disappointed by the Texans' running game. Uh, Nico Collins and Robert Woods, respectfully, they had good receiving days. Nico Collins had six receptions for 80 yards. But, I mean, they have weapons. I mean, seeing Dolan Schultz only have two catches for four yards is very sad to see as a former Dolan Schultz fantasy owner. That is very sad to see. So hopefully they can utilize some of these weapons a bit more down the line. We will next week... I didn't say they played next week yet. Next week they play the Colts. Divisional matchup right there. The Colts versus Texans. So that'll be another nice test there for C.J. Stroud. But Stroud and Richardson both had good first games. I won't lie. Stroud did not play bad. But their defense, uh, Denzel Perryman had 11 total tackles, six solo ones. Uh, They had four sacks total. Uh, Will Anderson Jr. had a sack as well. So not a bad first effort by the Houston Texans, but they're not expected to do much this season. 
they will be trying to develop CJ Stroud. So we will see how they do next week against the Colts. But we will go over the four o'clock games, Sunday night football and Monday night football when we come back from this quick break. We'll be back. Uh, let's move on to the 4 o'clock games. Green Bay Packers at Chicago Bears. Bears fans, what happened? Like, honestly, this was the first game I was able to watch after getting home. I think I missed kickoff, and I got around back around the second quarter. What, like, seriously, what happened in Chicago? Everyone said that you were going to be a lot better this year, and I saw the same exact Bears team as last year. I think it's more your offensive coordinator. He literally only called runs. It was run, run, screen pass. It looked like the Pittsburgh Steelers. That's what it did. Um, Justin Fields, everyone says he's a running back, and he is. However, he's had a run because of his offensive line. He can sling the ball. How does DJ Moore, your top wide receiver, only have two receptions and two targets? Makes zero sense. Absolutely zero sense. Rashawn Johnson was the only one with the most uh, receptions. One touchdown by Darnell Mooney. Seven targets. Running running game wasn't that good either. Only one touchdown. And he went for two. And Justin Fields got that two-point conversion. Actually, no. You got... Sorry, I lied. Um, You all got two touchdowns. One touchdown by Rashawn Johnson. Another was a passing touchdown by Fields, I believe. Yes. Yeah. So I like. How does this happen? You all have great weapons and nothing. Claypool had two targets, zero receptions. Claypool looked horrible, though, from what I saw. He looked absolutely horrible. I'm so glad we got rid of him. Solid zero catches for a first-round pick, right? Well, technically, we got rid of Claypool for a first-round pick. Yeah, basically. Seeing him do nothing is kind of funny. Justin Fields fumbled the ball once. Chicago, y'all need to figure something out quick because you have a really good chance this year to prove yourself. And who knows, you could sneak it in. John has the Packers sneaking in. I picked the Bears to win this. Oh, no. But after watching Jordan Love play, I should have picked the Packers. Packers, Jordan Love looked great. Aaron Jones, though, he looked great. Nine carries, 41 yards, and then he got hurt. He got hurt. I don't know what the full thing is. Is he out for the season? Oh, what God. Happened? He's not. He, he ain't out for he's. It's not that bad. I'll, I can't here, remember. While you talk, I'll, I'll double check. I can't remember exactly three. what happened. Dylan had 13 carries because he had to carry the rest of the game. 19 yards, though. Not too good. Um, Sean Clifford came in for a play, apparently, too. Probably the Neil. Yeah. One, one carry negative. Uh, no, zero yards. So, yeah, probably the Neil Jalen Reed one carry, negative two yards. Green Bay, you look great. Everyone said that you probably won't be that good this year. Bears, easy win. Y'all still own the Chicago Bears right now. Y'all still own them. Matt LaFleur, great coaching. We'll see what happens. Jordan Love, balled out. So, we'll see what happens. Congrats to the Green Bay Packers. Chicago Bears, get yourself together, please. Yeah, so for Aaron Jones, it's a hamstring issue. It happened 
right after his receiving touchdown that he had. He had a giant receiving touchdown, 51 yards. A lot of it was yards after catch. But right after it, he was feeling his hamstring. So his status for next week is unknown. So big story to follow there for Packers fans. But Justin Fields, honestly, I don't know if I blame him or I blame the play calling. I couldn't see the whole game because I was on red zone. But it it felt like more of the same. It really did from what we saw last year. I don't know how much of a jump Fields has made. I don't think we've been fully able to see it, but like you said, Carlin, DJ Moore only having two targets this game is unacceptable. When you trade, when you're the Chicago Bears, let's remember this too with the Bears. They had the number one overall pick in the draft, and they traded it to the Panthers, and in return, they got DJ Moore in that deal. A big-time weapon. You've seen quarterbacks like Josh Allen get Stephon Diggs. You've seen Trevor Lawrence get Calvin Ridley. Tua get Tyree Kill. Justin Fields is getting DJ Moore here, a very good receiver. And two catches for 25 yards is unacceptable. You have to find a way to get in the ball. You should be having at least 5 to 10 catches a game. At least 10 targets, 8 to 10 targets a game. Darnell Mooney led the team in, in receiving yards with 53. He had a great Fields had a great throw to Mooney in the end zone. But that's really something with Fields, too. Fields can throw the ball. I've seen it in college. He had one of the best deep balls. It's not like he doesn't have an arm. He has an arm. It's just been uh, accuracy issues for him. But either they're not scheming the right stuff or Fields is struggling. I'm not sure. He still did well on the ground. He had 59 rushing yards. The lack of the run game was evident there. Khalil Herbert only had nine carries for 27 yards, which is not very good. And the other running backs didn't get involved until garbage time. That's where Rashawn Johnson got his touchdown in garbage time. But, yeah, this offense was very disappointing. Even Chase Claypool, I would like to see more from. Just, Fields has weapons. He does. Now his O-line, that's another story. But, he might not have an O-line, but he has weapons. And you gotta figure out how to use them. But And their defense only had one sack the whole game. That came from Yannick, Yannick Nagakwe. So he's a journeyman at this point. And no interceptions for Chicago. TJ Edwards, former Philadelphia Eagle linebacker, had 14 total tackles. So yeah, he and Tremaine Edmonds, you would think that they would make a difference on this defense. The difference has not been made yet. But Jordan Love had a fantastic game, in my opinion going against a division rival in the Chicago Bears. Uh, 15 for 27, 245 receipt, uh, passing yards, three passing touchdowns. Very good quarterback rating, uh, 123.2. I was reading the wrong quarterback rating earlier, so I apologize. But, yeah, very good quarterback rating. Aaron Jones, if he doesn't play next week, that'd be big. But also with the Green Bay receiving core, they did not have Christian Watson, and Romeo Dobbs was coming off of an injury. And he still managed to have two touchdowns. So, they have a very underrated team. That's why I was generous with the Packers. I picked the Packers to win this game. And you kind of questioned me when I did my NFC North predictions. And I do like the Packers if Jordan Love plays up to his potential. Which he easily could. The defense, they had four total sacks. Devontae Wyatt, who was a first-round pick a year or two ago. 
had one and a half sacks, so shout out to him. And Darnell Savage had 10, 10 total tackles. So, and Quay Walker had an interception as well. So, another first-round pick right there. Same draft, him and Devontae Wyatt. So, both of them finally making plays in year two, I believe, for both of them. But I do like this Packers team. If Jordan Love can play up to potential, which I think he can, I think the Packers have a shot of making the playoffs especially with the way some of these other NFC teams have looked, which we will get into throughout the rest of this episode. But the next game that we will talk about is an AFC matchup. This game really wasn't like crazy exciting, but I'm talking about the Vegas Raiders versus Denver Broncos, the first game under Sean Payton. And Carla, let me ask you this. Did you see the beginning of this game, the first play? Yeah, where Will Lutz kicked it to the side. Yeah, the onside oh. kick. Yeah. Sean Payton loves that. And it was he's two for two on it. From like the like the gutsy play calls like that that I'm aware of. Um yeah, yeah but it didn't help him. <laughs> <laughs> Rust cooked a little, honestly. Uh 27 for 34, two touchdowns, no interceptions, only sacked twice by the Raiders. Uh, Jimmy G went 20 for 26. So both quarterbacks had a great day, except Jimmy G threw one interception. Jimmy G wasn't sacked. Uh, Javante Williams, 13 carries for 52 yards. Samaje Paneri, eight carries for 41. Russell. Piron. Piron, my bad. Russ yeah. only ran for one yard. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, but the issue is with the Broncos, besides Cortland Sutton, they really don't have any big wide receivers. Yeah. Uh, or Jerry Judy, Jerry Judy didn't play. Nope. He didn't. I, that's the only other player. Yeah. He didn't and play someone didn't. else too. I mean, I'm looking at some of the players on this list. The top guy, Samaj P. Ryan was a running back. Adam Troutman is a tight end. Marvin Mims Jr., who they just drafted, second-round pick, I believe, was only targeted twice. Cortland Sutton was only targeted five times. Yeah. So, yeah, and then let's talk about the Raiders. Okay, Josh Jacobs, 19 here. He's 48 yards. Uh, Jimmy G ran it nine times. (laughs) I don't think that man runs for anything. He ran for nine times, and he got 11 yards. He only got a yard of per carry. Uh, Zamir White, one carry, two yards. Uh, Jacoby Myers with two touchdowns, though. Nine receptions. He had a great day. Devontae, six receptions for 66 yards. Everyone thought that Jimmy G wasn't going to play that good. And honestly, he only threw six incompletions. I don't know how much he, like, was trying to throw it and got, like, sacked. uh, Not sacked, tackled or something. But, yeah, uh, Raiders fans sneaking away with the win. Sean Payton not looking good for his first start. Everyone's getting flashbacks from last year. But let's not ri- overreact. It's week one. Russ still has to cook. Broncos country still has to ride. Got a lot of football to play. So I'm not too worried about the Denver Broncos. But I think if they're not too good, Russ may just decide to retire. Retire. Interesting. Unless, but... if, unless if he's and for a rebound, but you have to remember, Russell Wilson's old. He's getting there soon. He, Russell Wilson is 34 years old. 
Aaron Rodgers is 39. The difference, though, is that Russ is a running quarterback, or was. Russ is trying to transition into a non-running quarterback. So we'll see what happens. But anyways, shout out to the Rakers. Yeah, uh, yeah, the quarterbacks weren't bad either. I was. What's funny is, is in this division, the Raiders are the only team with a win. The Broncos I lost. I saw that. The, the Chargers lost, and the Chiefs lost. So the Raiders are leading the division. But this is actually a pick where I got wrong here. I predicted the Denver Broncos to win this game, and I was. You took the Raiders. Okay. Yeah, I I picked the Broncos. I thought their defense would do better than it did, which. I mean, Russell Wilson on paper, though, well, his completion percentage wasn't bad. He only threw for uh, 177 yards, which is not very good for him. I mean, the passing game was very mediocre, to say the least. He played clean. Wilson played clean, but it was very mediocre still. I mean, your leading receiver in receiving yards should not be Samaj P. Ryan. It shouldn't be, but I mean, the running game wasn't bad either. And between their two running backs, they had 21 total carries, which isn't as bad as some of these other teams we have mentioned already, but they really got to utilize. I mean, Cortland Sutton only being targeted five times is not what you want to see. You got to get him involved more. He did have a receiving touchdown though, but you got to use him more. You got to use some of these receivers a bit more going forward. Denver defense didn't do too bad, but they did have zero sacks. Kareem Jackson did have an interception, but Alex Singleton led the team with uh, total tackles with eight. So shout out to him too. But the Raiders had a good game. I'm not going to lie. Jimmy G, he was somebody that did have a good game. Now Jacobs, he's on one of my fantasy teams. He just got stuffed at the line of scrimmage a bunch of times. I kind of blame the O-line a bit more than Jacobs. Because we know Jacob's true talent, but they tried a lot. I give him credit for actually trying. He had 19 carries, but the Denver Broncos did a good job of shutting down Josh Jacobs, which made Jimmy G throw it more. And Jacoby Myers is somebody who stood out. Now, the thing is with Jacoby Myers is he did have a nasty hit late in the game. He is, I believe it's been confirmed he has a concussion potentially, but he might not be available next week. But he's somebody who came from New England, and he's always been very consistent in New England, though he is known for that infamous throw to Chandler Jones at the end of last year where the Raiders beat the Patriots. But, yeah, Jacoby Myers had a good game. He stepped up big time because Devontae Adams had to deal with Pat Sertan, one of the best corners in the league, plays for the Denver Broncos. But, yeah, good game for the Raiders. Uh, Next week, they play... Pull it up here. Next week they play the Bills, though. A much tougher opponent, at least for the Raiders' defense. They're going to have to really step up against Josh Allen, even though Josh Allen, we will get to him later. But I was going to say, I... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know about that one. But next game, yeah. you know, honestly, Eagles at Patriots. I thought everyone was going to think this was a blowout. I thought it was, was going to be a blowout. I picked the Eagles. Did you pick the Eagles? I did pick the Eagles. Um, Patriots have a great defense, and this game proved it. Jalen Hurts won 22 for 33, one touchdown. He only had nine points of fantasy. 
But what hurt them the most is A.J. Brown had no touchdowns, but he had 79 yards. Devontae Smith had the one touchdown. That's it. Uh, right? Yeah, and then Jalen Hurts ran one in, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, Hurts ran one in. Uh, no, he didn't. Hurts did not. There were no rushing touchdowns. There were no rushing. It was all field goals. Wow. Yeah. No field goal was that good. So, yeah. Uh, no, threw... sorry. I'm missing the pick six where Mac Jones threw that pick six. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he did. He threw, he threw a... a pick six. That's my fault. But, yeah, Eagles. Kenneth Gainwell, 14 carries, 54 yards. Jalen Hurts, 9 carries, 37. Boston Scott, 1 for 3. DeAndre, 1 for 3. My question is, is why didn't you run the ball more? That goes for both teams because here's why. Especially with like Boston Carl and DeAndre Swift. Matt Jones went 35 for 54. 35 for 54. Okay. The only other person who threw that much that I can think of is on the top of my head when Kenny went 31 for 46. But Kenny did throw 54 passes. Mac Jones did. Why did they throw it so much? Ezekiel Elliott, 7 carries, 29 yards. Ramord Stevenson, 12 carries, 25 yards. Mac Jones carried it twice in time. Montgomery carried it once. I would say, real quick not to cut you off, the only reason that I could think of why they threw it so much was because they were down the whole game. That would be maybe the only reason, but 54 times for Mac Jones is kind of... Out there. Well, the other thing is, too, this was a rain game. It was. I was, flipping, I was flipping between this game and Chicago because I don't have red zone. So those were the only two games I could watch. And this was the more interesting game because Jordan Love started blowing out the Bears. And I don't want to watch that. But yeah, you're playing against the Patriots in 16 to 14 at halftime, and you only let Philly score three times. It was a close game. Why didn't you run the ball? But, yeah, Juju made his Patriots debut 4 for 33 uh, with seven targets. Mike Gusecki, 3 for 36. Uh, Kendrick Bourne, 6 for 64, two touchdowns. And I texted John the morning of Sun, like that night for Sunday because one of my players went on IR. And I said, I literally just picked him off, off of waiver wires. And I didn't start him because I was like, eh, I don't need a wide receiver. And I should have started this man. He got a lot of points in fantasy. Uh, I picked the Eagles. John picked the Eagles. Um, New England. I didn't think y'all would play this good. Your defense is incredible. We've talked about this before. John Hamm has one of the best defenses in the league for fantasy-wise. I'm not sure league-wise. They have a great defense. We'll see what happens. Shout out to Philly. Kudos to you guys for going in uh New England Patriots, and it's a great start for the Super Bowl 58 champions. So, Yeah. Uh, Eagles won. Good for the Eagles, but they did struggle. Now, one thing, too, with the Eagles is they have a new offensive coordinator because Shane Steichen is now the head coach of the Colts. Brian Johnson was trending on Twitter because Eagles fans were not happy with him and the play calling that they did. So that is a story for the Eagles' new play calling. But, yeah, two things that I think Nick Sirianni mentioned after the game was they have to get 
Dallas Goddard more involved. He had no catches, the tight end for the Eagles. He had no catches, only one target the whole game. That's unacceptable in my opinion. And DeAndre Swift as well, somebody who they traded for a second-round pick from the Lions. He only got one carry. That's it. And two targets thrown his way. That I mean, I know Kenneth Gainwell is going into the season as the lead guy, but DeAndre Swift is too talented to only have one carry in the game. You got to be able to utilize Dallas Goddard, and you got to be able to utilize DeAndre Swift. But Brown and AJ Brown and Devontae Smith didn't have a bad game. Uh, Smith had the touchdown grab. Both of them were targeted ten times, so it's good to see that for the two of them. Arguably one of the best receiving duos in the league. But Eagles defense, very consistent. They had only two sacks, though. Jalen Carter, rookie, had a sack. Josh Sweat had half a sack. Jordan Davis, second-year player, also a Georgia Bulldog, had a half a sack, too. And Reed Blankenship, they're one of their new safeties, to my knowledge. Yeah, safety. Uh, 12 total tackles. So shout out to him. Darius Slay had the pick six, which was an overthrown ball by Mac Jones. Almost went off the hands of Kendrick Bourne, but Darius Slay had the return touchdown. Uh, Patriots, though, I mean, first game with Bill O'Brien as their coordinator. They ended up having to throw it a lot. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson didn't have a good rushing game, only 25 rushing yards on 12 attempts, but he did deliver in the receiving game like he did last season. Had six catches for 64 receiving yards. So he's still going to be used in the receiving game. Zeke had seven carries for 29 rushing yards. So you'll see some of Zeke, some of Stevenson. Zeke also had five catchers for 14 yards, so less effective as a receiver there. So you'll see these two running backs more throughout the season. But Kendrick Bourne, I'll mention him in the fantasy episode. I will definitely mention him, but he was the top receiver for New England. Will that be a a consistent thing? I don't know, because Juju might pop off a week. It might be Devontae Parker when he returns. Hunter Henry had a good game, too, with a touchdown. But I don't know who the top receiver will be for New England. It might just be a week-by-week thing. But like Carlin said, the Patriots always have a very good defense. Uh, Jawan Bentley led the team with nine total tackles, uh, three total sacks for the Patriots. Josh Uche had a sack. Matthew Judon, arguably their best defensive player, had a sack. And Christian Gonzalez, first-round cornerback. Jordan, Jordan likes to talk to us about him. Christian Gonzalez, one sack as well. Uh, seven tackles, too, so rookie player right there, making an impact, but no interceptions for the Patriots' defense, but the Patriots, with their defense, they will always be competitive, in my opinion. I think they can match up against any team. I mean, they did very well against the Eagles. They did a very good job of shutting down the Eagles, and Jalen Hur- yeah, Jalen Hurts only rushed for 37 yards, so that's not very impressive for his standards, but I mean, if this offense, they got 20 points, which is not bad. If they can continue to produce, the Patriots will be a competitive team in their division. And now, with the Bills struggling, which we'll mention, the Jets losing Rodgers, which we will mention, I mean, this division could be it could be available for anybody. It really can be available for anybody. So, I know they lost to the Eagles, but 
I wouldn't be too upset if you're a Patriots fan. I know Jordan's not too upset. He's happy the Patriots put up a better fight than the Steelers did against the 49ers, but I digress. But moving on, and this game here, I'll let you give your thoughts first, but this might have been game of the week here. It this might have been. Game of the week, for sure. Absolutely sure. Miami Dolphins went into the, uh, I almost said San Diego. Los Angeles to play the Chargers. Let's talk about the Chargers first. 23 for 33 for Justin Herbert. Eckler, 16 carries, 117 yards, one touchdown, balled out. Joshua Kelly, too, 16 carries, 91 yards, one touchdown. And Herbert even had five carries for 18 yards, and he ran it in one time. Their rushing game was immaculate. Uh, passing game, nothing great. Keenan Allen, six receptions, 76 yards. Really about it. Um, Donald Parham Jr. got the touchdown for them. Now talking about the other side for the Miami Dolphins. Tua did 28 uh, throws for 45. 28 passes were completed for 45 attempts. He threw for 466 yards. That's absolutely insane. For three touchdowns, one interception, he balled out. Raheem Mostert, 10 carries, 37 yards. They really had no running game whatsoever. Looking at this, Eric Izukumana. Izukumana. How do you say that? Oh, we'll go with that. Izukumana. Eric, two carries, uh, 17 yards. Two ran it for five times, five yards. Tyreek Hill, wow. I love him in fantasy. 11 receptions, 215 yards for two touchdowns. Two touchdowns. River Craft got the other touchdown for the Dolphins. Dolphins barely snuck out the win here. It was probably the game of the week. And I'm so sad we did not get this game. I am so sad we did not get this game. It was on CBS. Um, I'd rather have had this game than the Eagles-Patriots uh, game. I think yeah, this would have been the better game that everyone would have saw. Uh, I am glad, though, we got the Eagles Patriots because that game was good, but this one was 10 times better. Defensive side of the things, obviously, this being a little bit high score, defense wasn't that great. Um, Tua did fumble it two times and turned it over once. I don't know if there were any touchdowns. No, there were no touchdowns for anyone. So, yeah. Uh, shout out to the Miami Dolphins. I believe I picked the Dolphins. Did you? Yeah, I was just about to ask you, who did you pick? I believe this game? I picked the Dolphins. Yes, because the yeah. Dolphins lost to the Chargers last time, and I said the Dolphins will get the revenge. And they did. So, yeah, uh, Miami. Hey, with an Aaron Rodgers-less New York Jets team, and Josh Allen throwing three picks, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Miami may have a chance. It's week one. Going to week two. Let's not overreact. We'll see what I happens. Be, I might be throwing all my uh, before-season predictions out the window at this point. Washington Commanders but... winning the Super Bowl right now. <laughs> calling it. Calling it. Oh, jeez. But, uh, yeah, I picked the Chargers in this game. This game had a lot of back and forth. No team truly had the lead in this game till the end where the Dolphins were able to come up clutch. But let's talk about the Dolphins first. The Dolphins' defense won the game at the end. The Chargers had a chance to get the field goal. 
and the Dolphins' defense just shut them out. It, the game ended on a sack, I believe. Herbert was sacked three times. Uh, the people that got a sack, uh, Zach Seiler got a sack. Cater uh, Kuhu got a sack. Jalen Phillips and Justin Bethel had half sacks. And Phillips had 11 total tackles as well. Javen Holland had 14 total tackles. Deshaun Elliott had 13. But it was, yeah, I mean, this wasn't a fully defensive game. Uh, Tua did throw a pick. I'll get to the Chargers defense later. But Tua and Tyreek, arguably right now the best quarterback wide receiver duo. If Tua stays healthy. Carlin, let me ask you this. If Tua stays healthy this whole season, Tyree Kill stays healthy this whole season, do you think Tyree Kill hits 2,000 receiving yards this year? Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure? Yeah, I. it's possible. If Tua can stay healthy, Tyree Kill is almost just unguardable. I mean, they he had 15 targets. Now, I have Jalen Waddle on my one fantasy team, so I was sad that he only had five targets, but he got me 11 points. But Tyree Kill dominated this game. Uh, Raheem Mister had 10 carries for 37 yards, one rushing touchdown. But they did not utilize the run game at all. Honestly, the Dolphins have never had a great running game in general. But they are also missing Jeff Wilson Jr. right now. So, yeah, Tyree Kill, just 11 receptions, 215 receiving yards. He's on pace for over 3,000 receiving yards right now, which is absolutely crazy. But yeah, Jalen Waddle, Braxton Berrios. Berrios had a nice clutch catch at one point, too. So, shout out to him as well. Dolphins' defense did a great job near the end of the game. But the Chargers also, at least on offense, Chargers did very well. They have a new coordinator in Kellen Moore. And that's why I think Eckler and Joshua Kelly, they split carries. They both had 16 carries. And that's kind of something that Kellen Moore did in Dallas. With Zeke and Tony Pollard, they would split carries a lot. So we're kind of seeing that here. Eckler is questionable, though, for next week. So you fantasy people, watch out for that. I'll get into that in the fantasy episode. But Eckler and Kelly had rushing touchdowns, so Justin Herbert. Eckler had four catches as well for 47 receiving yards. Keenan Allen led the team with six catches for 76 receiving yards. He all, Keenan Allen also had a rece- almost had a receiving touchdown, but he was marked short, barely short. And then one of the running backs, I think, punched it in for the touchdown directly after that. I think it was Eckler. But Herbert didn't have a bad game. You would maybe expect a little bit more. I mean, hopefully you would expect him to clutch it up. He's proven in the past that you can clutch up games. But now he's being paid the second highest per year for quarterback. $52 million per year off the top of my head. So you would expect more from Justin Herbert in some of these situations. But... Yeah, not a bad game for the offense at least. They put up thirty four they put up thirty four points, so you can't really ask for too much more. But the defense though, they had no sacks this game. They were not able to sack Tua this whole game, which is something that I mean, Tua also did not have his starting offensive tackle, Terran Armstead, which you would think the Chargers defense would be able to get a sack. I mean, they have Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack rushing the passer. How do they not get a sack in this game? I don't know. I mean, both of them on the stat sheet, Joey Bosa and Cleo Mack, were quiet completely. That is something that you should not see out of this defense. 
Uh, Derwin James, very quiet as well. It was only ta- it was only he only had six tackles total this whole game. But J.C. Jackson was the only man who had points or not points an interception. But J.C. Jackson on the second to last play, what should have been the last play of the first half, the Chargers were just going for a hail mary, and good old J.C. Jackson decided to have a pass interference for no reason at all which allowed the Dolphins to have a field goal. So that was a very bad choice there by J.C. Jackson and something. And he also got burned by Tyree Kill on multiple occasions. So it was not good scheming by the Chargers defense. Brandon Staley, big defensive mind. And Staley cannot have a good defense here. I mean, on paper, this defense is very good. Guys like Eric Kendricks too, Derwin James, Khalil Mack. Uh, J.C. Jackson, Joey Bosa, and the fact that Tyree Kill was just able to go off, you had to have a safety over Tyree Kill, and that was just not the case. Tyree Kill was just burning the corners. I mean, you had to have schemed much better here. The scheming for the Chargers' defense was just terrible, and the Dolphins were able to come up clutch when it mattered most on defense, and the Dolphins' defense also has Vic Fangio as their defensive coordinator. So, like Carlin said, the Dolphins have a chance to win their division with how the other teams have performed so far. But moving in, we are almost at Sunday night, but there's one more game. I don't think we'll talk too long about this game. But the Los Angeles Rams versus the Seattle Seahawks in Seattle. Carlin, what are your thoughts on this game? I think this is the first time I'm saying this all episode. This was an interesting game. (laughs) There you go. You can say it for the next game. But I'm not going to say that for the next game. I don't think anyone expected Rams to win this 30 to 13 besides Rams fans. The way Seattle played last year with Geno Smith. Six, Geno went 16 for 26, 112 yards, one touchdown, no interceptions. Uh, and the only person to catch that was DK Metcalf. Smith the Jigba had five targets and only three receptions for 13 yards. Uh, Kenneth Walker, 12 carries, 64 yards. They couldn't really get anything going. They struggled. Only scored 13 points, one touchdown, and shut out for the whole second half. Talking the other side of the ball, Matthew Stafford came back 24 for 38. Uh, he threw no touchdowns, but Kyrene Williams carried him for two times with 15 attempts for 52 yards. I think this is incredible. This is an incredible stat here. Cam Akers carried the ball 22 times <laughs> and got 29 yards. Great stats. I, I, I don't know. And they're Cooper Cupless. No touchdowns yeah. for any of the wide receivers or tight ends. Uh, all running touchdowns down there. Uh, and I'm assuming they had a fumble six. Am I correct? Uh, nope, no. Their kicker had a good game. I will so, say that. So let's see. Seven, 14. They had they three had touchdowns. Four... Yes, Cam Akers. Okay, got they had a three touchdowns and three field goals. Yes, Cam Akers got a touchdown. I missed the one. Um, yeah. But yeah, Rams fans, uh, I think you're feeling great after this. Seattle fans, you're probably like, what the heck happened? And I have no idea what happened because I didn't have red zone, so I have no idea what truly happened. But Geno didn't play that good. He only got like nine points in fantasy. Oh, Geno Smith. 
Uh, you need to get the ball way, ball way more to Jackson Smith because DJ is the number one wide receiver. DJ only had three receptions. They all only had three receptions. Besides Kent Walker, Cameron Walker had four receptions. That needs to yeah. change a lot more. You need to get the ball more to Smith because you got him as a – was he a first-rounder? Yeah, very yeah. first receiver off the board. Yeah, too. he's a first-rounder. He needs the ball. Give him will... the ball more. I will say, though, for Smith Najigba, he is coming off of an injury, so yeah. he wasn't even confirmed to play this week. That kind of surprised me. But also, this was, uh, the yeah. uh, Rams are leading this division. They're not leading the division. They got the Niners. Uh, if, if, according to ESPN, if it was the playoffs would start today, the Rams would uh, get uh, in. I guess. I guess. I um, <laughs> I picked the Seahawks. Yeah, I picked the Pick Seahawks wrong. too. But yeah. let's not overreact. Rams, <laughs> kudos to the win. Uh, Seahawks, you didn't have the worst loss of the day. They did so, not. But I'll same, be, I'll. Uh, it's basically same score as Steeler game except the Seahawks got two field goals. Yeah. I'll I'll do my quick thoughts on this game because I think the next two games there was more to talk about. Uh, this was a bad game for the Seahawks. Geno Smith only threw for 112 yards. This is a team where I thought that the receiving would just go off the charts. Kenneth Walker had a great rushing game, 12 carries for 64 rushing yards, but 12 carries is not enough for him, in my opinion. You got to give him the ball more. Yeah, DK had a beautiful route for his touchdown, but that was he was quiet. After that, I mean, the whole passing attack was just quiet. I don't know if it was the – it has to just come down to scheming, in my opinion. It really just has to come down to scheming. But it was really underwhelming to see how bad this offense was. But their defense, Bobby Wagner had 19 total tackles, so he's back with the Seahawks. But their defense actually really wasn't that good because I'm going to get to the Rams now. This was Matthew Stafford's first game back from injury, and he is trying to remind people of who he once was. Just two seasons ago, where he won a Super Bowl. Uh, he had a great game, threw for 344 passing yards. Uh, Kyron Williams had two rushing touchdowns. I'll mention him in the fantasy episode. But the story here, Tutu Atwell and Puka Nakua both had nine, 119 receiving yards each. And they dominated uh, for Cooper Cup being out. they The two of them dominated. Two people who I would not expect. I would expect Van Jefferson to carry the load, but he only had four catches. But Puka Nakua had 15 targets too, which is crazy. People are going to be loving him on fantasy waivers. But great game by 2-2 Atwell and Puka Nakua. Uh, we'll see how they do next week, though, against the 49ers. That's who the Rams play next week if they can replicate those numbers, but great effort by those guys. And shout out to the defense for the Rams. I mean, they've been losing people. They lost Jalen Ramsey, Leonard Floyd. They've just been losing players on defense, and they were still able to shut down the Seattle Seahawks. And that is a very, that is one thing I was not thinking I would say. Ernest Jones led the team with nine total tackles. Aaron Donald had half a sack. He, especially at the end of the game, he had half a sack, which sealed the deal just about. Akella Witherspoon is also on the Rams, former Pittsburgh Steeler right there. But 
They only had two total sacks, the Rams defense, but they did very well in shutting down Geno Smith. Now, when the Rams and Seahawks play again, I would not expect the same result. I would expect the Seahawks to win, but shout out to the Rams. They won week one. Carlin and I did not predict the Rams to win this game, so you, you shout see out the to you guys. You got to uh, win. Did you see the clip of Geno in the pocket and Aaron Donald running for him and you hear him scream? I did. I did. That was funny. That's Aaron Donald for you. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's terrified. But I don't think the New York Giants were as terrified as I (laughs) thought they would be against the Dallas Cowboys. I saw some crazy stat, and I cannot find this stat. It's annoying me that there wasn't a block touchdown return for six points, uh, pick six return for six points. Uh, not getting a first down or something. Some it was like all these crazy stats done in a year, or like a team has done all like all year, like in one season. Never happened. The New York Giants did it in one game. One game, and it's so much crazier when you like look at the stat and read the stat. I cannot find the stat. I wish I could. I don't know. John's doing research right now. Um, but it was an incredible stat. Giants, I have no idea what happened to you. Daniel Jones looked absolute crap. Tyrod Taylor did way better than him, honestly, in my opinion. Uh, Saquon only had one great drive, and that was the beginning of the whole game. And Darren Waller was quiet. Three receptions for 36 yards, five targets. I thought he would do a lot more down there, and he didn't. And the only thing that good came out of this game was the Dallas Cowboys went 40 nothing? I think I picked the Cowboys, I'm pretty sure. Or I picked the Giants to win in an upset. I can't I remember. Picked the Cowboys. I think I, I think I picked the Cowboys, honestly. But Dak went 13 and 24 for 143 yards, no touchdowns. It was all running touchdowns for them. They only got two touchdowns, actually. They got three touchdowns. And then a block six and a pick six, I believe, as well. Um, yeah, Cowboys offense looked really good without a, an Ezekiel Elliott uh, and Tony Pollard. Dak, only 13 for 24, 11 incompletions, not too, too bad. Everyone's saying it's the Cowboys year now after this one game. I'm sorry, Lance, but it's one game. It is one game. Let's take a chill pill. You beat the sorry New York Giants in MetLife in a rain game where they couldn't get a single thing going. Calm down. Well, I will but say. That that, that Dallas Cowboys go. defense looked incredible. Incredible. Oh, yeah. They got me 28 points in fantasy. Thank you. Cowboys. Did you say 28 points? Yeah. You must score yours differently or something because mine I had 35 so. points. It, it might have been 35. I didn't really look. Uh, yeah, spoiler for spoiler for the fantasy football episode, but the Dallas defense had 35 points. They were the story of this game. Daniel Jones was sacked seven times in this game. Seven, which is crazy. The Dallas defense, I'm going to talk about them first. I normally do offense first, but I'm going to do defense. Dorrance Armstrong and Osa Odigwiza, I just tried my best on that name, had two sacks each, 
Micah Parsons had three tackles and one sack of his own. Uh, Marquise Bell led the team in tackles with eight. But this Dallas defense, they're top three, in my opinion. They Dan Quinn, their defensive coordinator, their defensive coordinator, that might have been the best keep for the Cowboys this offense, not losing him to a head coaching position. I mean, this defense just shut down the Giants. I mean, Daniel Jones couldn't get anything going. The Cowboys were just shutting it down. They got Stephon Gilmore now on the on the team to pair alongside Trayvon Diggs, who, yeah, Gilmore had an interception too, so is Deron Bland. The two of them had interceptions. So Gilmore's already making his name known on that Dallas defense. But this defense is going to win games, and Going to next week, they play against the Jets with Zach Wilson as a starter. And as a Dallas fantasy owner, I am excited for next week to see how many points they will get. But, I mean, the Dallas offense really wasn't anything special. They were kind of carried by their defense in this game. Tony Pollard had Tony Pollard was the best player on this team for the offense. He had 14 carries, 70 rushing yards, two rushing touchdowns. Uh, CeeDee Lamb had 77 receiving yards, too. I would have liked to see more of this receiving game. Cooks wasn't used as much. Brandon Cooks. So CeeDee Lamb. Both of them only had four targets. But I would like to see more usage of the receiving game. But the defense just dominated this game. I mean, when you went 40 to nothing, that says it all right there. The so, Giants. Or sorry. we got something? Yeah, I got two things to say real quick. Uh, I did get 28 points. I guess we scored frequently. Um my defensive player, you know, I have a defensive player. He only got one point. And they said they were going to change it. I don't know if he did, but I guess That's not. Weird. But the only, other th- player. the only other thing I want. What? Say who is there? Yeah, I, I don't like it. The only other thing I wanted, I wanted to say, this is a little fun fact for you guys. So, not was it the past episode? The Steelers reaction. John and I are recording, and John is literally wrapping up his sentence. And the way John and I have two different recording styles, if you guys don't know this. I have a monitor on my left and a monitor on my right. And John um, just has a MacBook. So he has one screen, and he has stats, and he can't see me. So I could, like, do whatever I want. Like, I could wave to John, and John will never know I'm waving. Um, <laughs> but he doesn't know. So we're sitting here, right? And we're, we have the game on in the background. And I think I was a few seconds ahead of John. I'm not quite sure. I'm on mute and I'm sitting here. And John's wrapping this up. And I look to my right. And I see this field goal. It's like, okay, the Giants are about to go for it. Field goal. And I look to my right. And I see these guys run and jump and block the field goal. So I'm sitting here with my mic muted. Screaming at the top of my lungs. Like pointing at John to like. Turn around, turn around, turn around. Like, look at this. Yeah. <laughs> he's just I'm wrapping up. I'm yeah. wrapping up the episode. Yeah, he's wrapping up the episode. And John literally ends it. And I was like, dude, turn around. And he turns around and goes, what happened? And I was like, watch. And he sees it. He's like, I just missed that. And I was like, I know. I was literally like screaming at you mutedly. Turn around, turn around. And he All didn't because right. he had no idea. I'm dedicated. <laughs> Dedicated to the podcast. Yeah, you gotta be dedicated, but uh, yeah, two different setups. John, you need to get another uh monitor, 
and have a monitor for football when we do reactions. But yeah, a little fun story for you guys. Yeah, very funny. But uh, <laughs> uh, there were five total fumbles in this game too. Daniel Jones fumbled twice. Isaiah Hodgins fumbled. Matt Breida fumbled. And John Michael Schmitz Jr. fumbled too. Yeah, that, that rounds up. But Saquon didn't do a whole lot on the ground. He only had 12 carries. Really no shot for him. But this Dallas defense was the story of this game. The Giants so play Arizona next week, so if the Giants are going to want to rebound, they have to do it against Arizona, show what this offense is capable. But this was my gripe with the Giants. Last season, they were able to win against okay teams. The best team they beat was the Vikings, and the Vikings, you could argue, they were fraudulent. But whenever they would play a team like the Cowboys or the Eagles, they would just get destroyed, essentially. Especially against the Eagles. They would just get destroyed every time they play the Eagles. Like, yes, they have made strides, but they have not been able to match up against elite teams yet. And I do think they've improved on their defense. That's probably why the Cowboys' offense did not do as well. But Michael McFadden had 11 total tackles, and they did have no sacks in this game. But on paper, I mean, they got Deontay Banks with their first-round pick. They got Isaiah Simmons from the Cardinals. He had a tackle in this game. But... I mean, they had the defense, but this offense, they paid Daniel Jones big-time money, too. You're going to want to see more out of Daniel Jones. He had two picks in this game, too, which is just not good. I mean, maybe it's just a testament to the Cowboys' defense, but not a good game at all for the Giants. But the Giants do have a chance to rebound next week, and the Cowboys, we will see what they do against the Jets. But speaking of the Jets, man... Probably one of the worst stories to hear in week one. I'll let you talk first. But yeah, I'm sure this is what everyone's been waiting for us to talk about. Uh, It's incredibly sad what happened to Aaron Rodgers. Love him or hate him. If you watch football, I'm sure there's always been a moment in your mind that's been like, oh, I hope this player like gets taken out of the game and gets injured. I'm sure someone's always had that moment in their head. And until that moment happens in real life, I'm sure you realize, crap, I didn't want that actually to happen. So love him or hate him, and watching these games, you can respect him as a football player because he is a great football player. And I truly thought he was going to throw a pick six on his first play as a Jet. I truly thought. He got injured on his forehead. And I'm sure John's going to have some opinions about this. And actually, before I get into the whole Buffalo Bills and Jets, I think we should talk about Aaron Rodgers first. First off, prayers to the guy. I hope he gets okay. And to any other NFL player that got hurt during week one, I hope you guys are doing okay. I hope you're going to get back to full strength and health because you are playing a game you love and you get caught up in the emotions with football and watching it. So I hope you guys are okay and are doing better. But Aaron Rodgers played for 75 seconds as a New York Jet in 2023. They had a call on Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson threw 14 for 21, one touchdown, one interception, in which that interception came really early. He didn't do much. So we're all getting into the question of what is Aaron Rodgers going to do? Some people are going to say he's going to retire. Some people are saying he's not. I was listening to Pat McAfee, and Pat McAfee said, if I know Aaron – 
which I don't know him super well compared to others, that he's a fighter. He's not going to want to go out on this. He doesn't have any wives. He doesn't have wives. Whoa. Wives. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. He doesn't have a wife. He doesn't have any kids. He has no one to really be like, oh, I'm tapping down. I want to spend time with my family. I could see him coming back, but you're QB-less. The head coach of the Jets, I can't think of his name, came Robert out. Sala. Robert Sala came out and said, Wilson's the guy. So now New York Jets fans were riding on this high lot ride. Like, we got Aaron Rodgers. We actually have a chance this year to – we have Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson didn't do great last year at all. Hmm. But remember, Zach Wilson really only had Garrett Wilson. Now he's got Alan Lazard, Dalvin Cook, Brees. Dude, randomly this audio starts playing and it's the worst thing ever. Anyways, Brees Hall, Michael Carter, Tyler Coughlin, Randall Cobb, even though Randall Cobb only got one target and didn't have any catches. He has such a better offense around him. And the Jets defense. Was that a drum in the background I just heard? I really pushed my foot in my uh, trash can. Anyways, uh, <laughs> they have a better offense this year. Their defense bought out. So it comes to the question, what do you do with the Jets? What do you do with this team? And what do you do with the quarterback situation? I kind of agree with Robert Sala. Have Zach Wilson play. Seriously, have him play. You, have, you got him in a second-round pick for him. You can form him around him. Aaron Rodgers can help coach him back to be a great player. And if Rodgers does come back, Rodgers is going to get the start no matter what. But I'm thinking of that trash can. I don't know why. But Rodgers will get the start. Zach Wilson can prove himself and help hopefully carry the Jets to the playoffs. I saw another thing. Uh, we were talking about in the group chat recently that they should go get Tom Brady. Oh, yeah. Have Tom Brady be the quarterback. Patriots fans would be so mad. And then it was reported that Colin Kaepernick's agent reached out to the New York Jets to try to get him in. Talk about Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco. Maybe he could come back. Hey, get Big Ben out of retirement. Who knows? It's a very unique... It's not... It's not unique, but it's a very... Interesting. I'm not going to say situation with the Jets of what to do. Um, I have no idea who they play next week, but before, oh, they play the Cowboys. Oh, before we get <laughs> into before I get into my Bills Jets thoughts, I want to hear your thoughts about the Aaron Rodgers situation because, like you said, it's very interesting. It is, Shout man. out and like I said, prayers Aaron Rodgers to any other players that got hurt during week one and to any that will get hurt in the future to speedy recovery. Hate to see it happen. Yeah. A uh, recent quote that came out by Garrett Wilson. He said, It really hurt my heart. He told me, Sorry, kid. That's what Aaron Rodgers told Garrett Wilson. So, I mean, you really feel for that Jets team. I mean, if I was a Jets fan, I would be completely devastated. I mean, you had hard knocks and everything. I mean, this season. I know I didn't have them making the playoffs, but honestly, at full potential, this team with Aaron Rodgers was a Super Bowl contender. They were. And now, at most, they're a playoff team. Fringe playoff team, in my opinion. Not a full diss on Zach Wilson, but he is no Aaron Rodgers. 
this team was prepared for Aaron Rodgers. And now, just like that, you have to go back to Zach Wilson. The only realistic quarterback move I think they could make is actually one that you didn't mention yet. Carson Wentz is out there. He's floating out there right now. Not as the starter, but as the backup, obviously. Any guy that they would sign would be the backup to Zach Wilson. But, yeah, I mean, for Rodgers... Even Tom Brady. You put Tom Brady behind Zach Wilson. Uh, Oh, no, not Tom Brady, but there's no (laughs) shot. Tom Brady coming back would just be for giggles at that point. But I don't see that happening. But We'll come out of retirement every other year and be like, I need to collect all the Infinity (laughs) Stones. I need each one from five teams. I got two. I need three, four, five. But... In terms of the question of him retiring, if I was Aaron Rodgers personally, I would not want to retire. I would not want to go out like that. I feel like I like I would want to give my all to the Jets and their fan base, and I would just not want to go out like that. I would not want to fail fan base like that. So if I was personally Aaron Rodgers, I'd be like, I want to play at least one more year. Technically, though, he is very old. It might be in his best interest to retire for his health's sake, but I would not be surprised if he wanted to play at least one more year with the Jets. Now, if Zach Wilson like balls out this season and he's their starter going forward, then maybe that changes the discussion because then you wouldn't need Aaron Rodgers. But I feel terrible. I feel terrible for the Jets fan base, but at least they got a win here. They um, got a win here. Yeah, they did get a one. You got anything? Yeah, I was going to ask you one more question. Yeah. They changed their field this year. A lot of people don't know this, but the Jets changed their field from some type of turf to another type of turf. Still turf. (laughs) Still turf. Does this change the conversation of make it grass? Like, should MetLife make it grass at this rate? I think they should. I think the players want it, but... Will it happen? I doubt it. I doubt it will. Anytime happen. soon. I feel like the NFL should make it a rule that all outdoor stadiums should be grass. Yeah. But hey, I mean Buffalo can grow grass when they did a winter, so can Lambos. Why why not? Yeah. So real quick before we get into our predictions for week two, let's talk about let's talk about this game in general though. So beyond yeah, sure. Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is down. He's out for the game. What is gonna happen now? Is are the Jets just gonna fall back to what they were? The Bills, Josh Allen, man, he did not have a good game at all. He went 29 for 41, 236 passing yards, one touchdown, and three interceptions. All three interceptions went to one player, and that player is Jordan Whitehead, who also wears number three. So he had all the receptions. Two of them were deep bombs that were... Intercepted. The third one was a bad throw, although uh, Gabe Davis could have ran a better route. But they were starting to use a running game. James Cook had 12 carries, 46 yards. But, I mean, okay. The Bills have to utilize a running game. I'm tired. At least Josh Allen wasn't the leading rusher this game. But they have to utilize a running game. They have to. They have the talent. You have to be able to allow twenty at least 20 carries between the two or three running backs, James Cook and Damian Harris. You have to have at least 20 carries between the two if you want to win. I mean, Josh Allen, it would be passing downs, though, and Josh Allen would just start scrambling and trying to run up the middle and be Superman, and it would fail the majority of times. 
He did not have a good game. He has to stop taking these hits too. I mentioned it with Anthony Richardson. Allen has to stop taking these big hits or he might get an injury as well. I know he's built. He's very built, but he's got to stop taking some of these hits. He's got to be able to throw the ball or check it down, something like that, or get out of bounds too. There were instances where he would take the hit instead of getting out of bounds. He's got to learn that too. Or slide. Or slide. Just slide. Stay healthy. I mean, that might be hurting his throwing. Who knows, by taking all these hits. But Diggs had a good game. Stephon Diggs, 10 catches, 102 receiving yards, one receiving touchdown. Uh, besides Gib- besides Diggs, though, Gabe Davis did not step up at all. And he only had two catches for 32 yards. I mean, their need for a true wide receiver, too, is big. Hopefully, Don Kincaid can get used more. He had four catches this past game. But aside from that, very quiet on the receiving end. He distributed a bit around people, but nothing impressive. Uh, the Bills' defense, then again, they were playing against Zach Wilson, but Matt Milano, talented linebacker, had an interception. Uh, Terrell Bernard led the team in tackles with 11 total tackles. So shout out to him. But Josh Allen was the worst player in this game, arguably. He just, it almost looked like old Josh Allen. It really did. He's got to clean it up soon. He really has to. We'll get into his week two matchup later, but he's really got to clean it up. And then the Jets. I will say this with the Jets. I know Zach Wilson is their quarterback, but they have the chance to lean on their running game. They do because they have Brees Hall and Dalvin Cook, which is easily the best running back duo in the league. Easily. They're probably the best running back room, too. They Michael Carter and also the Pitt running back as well. But, I mean, they didn't, they weren't able to throw it all that much. Garrett Wilson had five catches and an insane touchdown grab. Almost looked like it should have been an interception, but Garrett Wilson made it a touchdown. Great work by him. Uh, Brees Hall rushed for over 100 yards, had 127 rushing yards on 10 carries alone, which coming back from a torn ACL, that's very impressive. But, the Jets' defense is legit, too. They prove that they are legit. DJ Reed led the team in tackles with 11. They had five sacks in this game, the Jets' defense. Uh, Quinn Jefferson had two sacks. And Al Woods had a sack. John Franklin Myers, their edge rusher, had a sack. And Jermaine Johnson, second-year player right there, had a sack, too. So shout out to those players. But this Jets' defense... Sauce Gardner, DJ Reed as well. They came up clutch. They did. They shut down Josh Allen and their offense. So props to the Jets defense. They're going to have to rely on this defense to win games going forward because I don't know if Zach Wilson can carry. But Carlin, thoughts on this game? Yeah, Josh Allen played absolutely horrible. Uh, He tried to throw balls that weren't there. Uh, Three interceptions by Jordan Whitehead. Jordan Whitehead played great. Josh Allen did it. One fumble by Josh Allen for four turnovers. Actually, two two fumbles. One turnover for Josh Allen. Four four turnovers because of Josh Allen. They needed to get the running game. They had no running game. Uh, James Cook had a great 13-yard run. I was like, okay, they might do it. And they didn't. So, uh yeah, not too great on the Bills' part. Jets' offense wasn't the greatest. Uh, it would have been fun to see what Aaron Rodgers would have done, obviously. We might have to wait another year for that, or we may never know. It might be one of the world's greatest unknown football questions. Um, But that defense, that defense cooked. 
cooked a lot, and you didn't mention it, but I think that punt return cooked even more to win the game oh, over time. Oh my god, how do I forget that? It's controversial though because of the one block, the legal chop that they didn't call, but there was no ref down there from my point of view that we saw on TV. So how are you supposed to see that and call it? But for the Jets to win on that in front of 83,345 fans, when the max capacity is 82,000, there were more people in that game than there were at the Super Bowl to see Aaron Rodgers play. And for the Jets to pull off the win like that after losing their quarterback, fantastic job by the Jets. I picked the Bills. Um, and also there was a bar in Wisconsin that if Aaron Rodgers started the game uh, and the Jets lost, everyone got free drinks. So when Aaron Rodgers got out, uh, everyone was like, oh, we get free drinks. Like, there's no way the Jets are running. No way. And the Jets won. So everyone had to pay their bar tab. <laughs> Oh, man. Well, congratulations to the New York Jets, to Aaron Rodgers, and to every other player. Hope you get well. Uh, yeah. That is your yeah. week one recap for the 2023 NFL season. Yeah. Real quick. We, I know we are, this is definitely going to be our longest episode, but I promise we would do it. This will be rapid fire while we go through as we will not spend much time on each matchup, but we will do our week two predictions Real um, quick. Yeah, I have something yeah. to say if you have something to say. Yeah. yeah. You got something? Oh. So, this is kind of funny because I don't know if you've heard anything about this, but there's a rumor. Yeah. There's a rumor stirring that Travis Kelsey is seeing someone. Who's he seeing? Who do you think? What, Taylor Swift? Taylor Swift. Oh. God, okay. It's been rumored that they've been hanging out together. All right. Moving on, moving on. <laughs> but okay. no, 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 no. Could you just imagine the chaos that oh went forward because of that between the NFL fans and the Taylor Swift oh fans? I love okay. Travis Kelsey um, and Jason Kelsey. Oh they just released the show today. This is your reminder to go on Amazon Prime and watch it because I've been meaning to do that. And I will definitely do that. Okay. Real quick, rapid fire time. We got we to gotta end this episode soon. We do. So, okay. Thursday night football, Minnesota Vikings versus Philadelphia Eagles. This is at Philadelphia. Carlin, who do you have winning this game? Fly Eagles fly. Fly Eagles fly? Yeah. Last last season, this was the same exact game, week two in Philly. And the Philadelphia, the Philadelphia Eagles shut down the Minnesota Vikings, so I am taking the Eagles as well. Next game, Green Bay Packers at Atlanta Falcons. Carlin, who do you got? Green Bay's going 2-0. and Give me Green Bay. Alrighty, my one order here is absolutely off right now, but I have the Packers winning as well. I like Jordan Love. I think he's got some easy competition here in terms of Atlanta defense. Next matchup, the Las Vegas Raiders are going to Buffalo to play the Buffalo Bills. I, think I Josh... will have. Oh, sorry, you, you go, you go. Yeah, I'll. I got. I got the Bills winning this easy win. I think Josh Allen will get back on track. I was just going to say, Josh Allen's going to get right back on track. Uh, Buffalo's going to be home in their home system. Uh, I expect Tamar Hamlin to play this game, too. He didn't play the first game. I don't know why. He was inactive. Yeah, but it was it was, it was an injury. Yeah, it was healthy. I just, I just maybe oh, no. they didn't need him. Nope. But, they might have needed him, though. But, uh, yeah, give me the Bills. Yeah. We'll see. Okay, next matchup. Baltimore Ravens going to Cincinnati against the Bengals. Carlin. What do you got? 
I think uh, Joe Burrow's going to play a lot better this week. I don't know if he'll play great. I think Jamar Chase is due um, for a touchdown already because I'm surprised he didn't have one in this opening. I think the Bengals are going to go home and show those fans, like, don't worry, calm down, everything's fine. So give me uh, Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah, I think this will be arguably one of the best games of the week, but I think Joe Burrow will get back on track here, and I think with the loss of Marcus Williams, too, on the Baltimore Ravens, I think the Bengals will win this game. Next matchup, Seattle Seahawks against the Detroit Lions in Detroit. Who do you got, Carl? I mean, Detroit. Detroit's coming off a 10-day mini-bye week. Uh, I don't think Seattle's going to do as good. Still, Jared Goff like it. Dan Campbell, they're Ryan Hot. They just beat uh, Kansas City. But this could be a game that could could choke, that they shouldn't choke. But, I mean, Detroit going 2-0 already. Yeah, if this was back in my preseason rankings and all that, I would be picking Seattle. But after last week, I am also picking Detroit in Detroit. So a little change up for me there from what I probably predicted during the offseason. But I have Detroit winning this game. Next game, Los Angeles Chargers are going to Tennessee to play the Titans in Tennessee. So who do you got? Chargers over Titans all day. I think Tannehill might get benched and put Malik Willis in after this week uh, if he doesn't play at least half good. Uh, so give me the Chargers. I will take the Chargers as well. I like their offense, but I do like Tennessee's defense, and I think they'll make it a tough time for the Chargers, but I'm not a fan of Tannehill right now. I think the Chargers' defense will recover in this game. Chicago Bears going to Tampa Bay to play the Buccaneers. Who do you got in this matchup? I'm still going to take the Bears. Um, Tampa Bay didn't play bad last year. I think they're going to realize that that run game didn't work as well, hopefully. Uh, so give me a battle of mid-off, honestly. Uh, Justin Fields versus, uh, uh, what's his name? Baker Mayfield would give me the Bears to win it. I am going to differ from you here. I'm going to take the Buccaneers at home. I think the Buccaneers' defense are, is... They're going to make it tough on Justin Fields, and I think Fields is going to struggle for a second straight game. And I like the Buccaneers' D-line, too. And I think Baker will be able to do enough with his weapons against the Bears' defense. So I will take the Buccaneers here. Moving on, Kansas City traveling to Jacksonville. Carlin, will Kansas City go 0-2 or not? I'm going for the upset. Give me Jacksonville. If Kelsey plays, it's going to be Kansas City. I have a gut feeling. But they've kept up with them really close last year in the AFC Divisional. I don't know. It's too early in the season. It Honestly, it will be a great game. But I think that Mahomes still doesn't have wide receivers. Kadarius, Tony Reed activated his Twitter to make fun of Giants fans. And that was the biggest mistake <laughs> done that week. Um... Yeah, give me Jacksonville to win it. All righty. My pick will depend on two things. Actually, one thing. Will Travis Kelsey play in this game? If Kelsey plays, give me the Chiefs. But if Kelsey does not play, I'm taking Jacksonville. So right now, at this very moment, I have Jacksonville written down, but I might change that if Kelsey plays. So just so you all know. Uh, The Indianapolis Colts playing the Houston Texans. Arguably a tankable matchup, potentially. So, battle of the rookie quarterbacks. Carlin, do you have winning? I have it at a tie. This is tie. the one game I have it as a tie. If I had to pick someone, I'd take the Colts. 
Colts are more okay. formed, in my opinion. Uh, solid wide receivers and stuff. So take give me the tie, but if I had to pick, give me the Colts. All right, I will take the Colts as well. I liked what they did against Jacksonville, and I do like Anthony Richardson too, assuming he plays after the potential injury he had. Now, obviously, if Richardson doesn't play, give me the Texans, but I got the Colts in this game. San Francisco 49ers going against the Los Angeles Rams, who the Rams just beat the Seahawks. Do the Rams go 2-0, Carlin? No, they do not. Niners win. I think the Rams are going to put up more of a fight because it's a divisional matchup. Um, but Brock Purdy balled out last week, and we know he did, so give me the Rams. Yeah, I'm going to take the 49ers too. I think the Rams will kind of fall right back down to earth. Stafford, I bet he'll get sacked at least five times in this game. Give me the Niners all day. New York Giants versus Arizona Cardinals. Can the Giants get back on track? Will the Arizona Cardinals go 0-2? Carlin, who do you got? I so want to say Arizona, but the smart pick's the Giants, so give me the Giants to win this. I will also take the Giants. I think we will truly see what the Giants team is capable of in this game. I think Daniel Jones will do better. I think Saquon Barkley will have a big game. This We will see who the Giants really are this week. The other New York team, New York Jets, without Aaron Rodgers, going to Dallas to play Dallas, the Dallas Cowboys. I have the Jets originally, but without Aaron Rodgers, give me the Cowboys, especially that defensive performance. Yeah, I'm praying for another 35-point game by the Cowboys defense in fantasy. So I'm starting them in both my leagues. So I'm taking the Cowboys. I think they'll make it very tough on Zach Wilson, especially if the Cowboys can shut down the running game of the Jets. Washington Commanders versus Denver Broncos, a game where it's going to be so exciting. I'm kidding, but we have to cover it anyway. Carlin, who do you got? Honestly, I think Sean Payton and Russell Wilson are going to click, but I don't think it's going to be this week. Uh, though Sean, Russell Wilson has been playing a lot better preseason. He didn't look that great in Christmas. He didn't look that great last year. Uh, but yeah, give me the commanders to go march into Denver and Mile High and uh, beat the Broncos. Hmm, i got to differ with you once in a while. So I'm going to take the Broncos here. I think this is going to be a very low-scoring game. I think the defenses are going to dominate this game. But I have more faith in Sean Payton and Russell Wilson to at least get more points here. And it's in Denver, too. So I'm going to take the Broncos. Sunday night football. Miami Dolphins 1-0 against the New England Patriots. Who do you got winning, Carlin? I feel like if Took too many safe picks. Give me, give me the Patriots to win this game. Their defense looked incredible last week, uh, so give me the Patriots honestly to win this game. I, I think they're gonna hold two a little back. Tyreek might be an issue, but it's a divisional game, so give me the Patriots. I'm gonna take the Dolphins in this game, but I could see the Patriots win. This is not one I pick confidently. Uh, Same. Uh, well. Yeah, while the Patriots have been able to shut down some top teams, I do think they do struggle against good teams at the same time. Speaking of the Bills, they usually don't do well against the Bills. So I'm going to take Miami here. I think Miami will win. They will go 2-0. I think two will have a big game as well. Monday night, two games, Monday night football. 
First one on ESPN, New Orleans Saints versus Carolina Panthers in Carolina. Who do you got? Saints. Derek Carr is going to show uh, Bryce Young how to play football. Wow. There you go. And I will yeah. I will also take the Saints. I have no clue why there's two Monday night games. That really doesn't make much there sense. There normally is two. This is going to be a common thing, I think. It's it, it doesn't happen all the time. It's just like week two for every year they do this. I think if if I look next week, I bet there's two games as well. I think this is going to be a new recurring thing. I'm not going to nope, lie. There's only I'll... one Monday game. Week three. Yep, there's only one Monday game. Every year for week two, they somewhat times do two Monday night games. No, there's two. There's no. two next week. There's What's next week? Philadelphia and Tampa Bay and Los Angeles and Cincinnati. I saw that's week yeah. three. It's week four. It's Monday. Yeah, there's. it's mm. only... It's like the first two weeks for week yeah. okay. two and three. We'll get, we'll get to those weeks. But I got the Saints winning this game, too. I like their defense more. I think they'll make it tough on Bryce Young. But the final game of week two, Cleveland Browns going to Pittsburgh. Carlin, can the Steelers get out of their slump and win here? My biased opinion says the Steelers won. But I'm taking the Steelers. However, I truly do think Cleveland might have a really good chance to win this especially after how we played last week. I think Cleveland was the better team last week. Uh, give me the Steelers, but if Cleveland wins, I'm not surprised. Yeah, I'm going to take the Steelers as well, mainly because it's in Pittsburgh, but this game could go either way. I think this is going to be a very exciting game between two division rivals. But I still have faith in the Steelers team. If the Steelers don't do well this game, I think we'll have some serious problems. But... Give me the Steelers. We'll see what happens. I'll but that's going to do it. Yeah, I'll be that's going to do it. So, yeah, you'll be there too. So, yeah. But I'm going to wrap this up very quickly. We've been going on for so long, but that's going to do it for us today. Thank you all for listening to this week in the NFL Week One Edition. These are going to be long episodes because we are fully covering every single week that happens. So. Thank you all for listening this whole way, and we will continue to give you the best content possible. Coming up this week, uh, tomorrow we got Fantasy Football Week 1 analysis will be dropping. Me and potentially Jordan will be on that episode, so stay tuned for that. And then on Friday, our weekly college football episode will drop, as well as a Backyard Brawl preview. So definitely stay tuned for that. I'm trying to get two guest speakers on that episode. So... Make sure you are there for those episodes, but you can find well, we will update on all of that on our social medias. You follow us on Instagram, our Twitter, our TikTok, and our Facebook. We have been posting a lot on our TikTok. We've and made two Twitter. Instagram posts. Yeah, and our Twitter. And we our always Twitter. post on Twitter. Yeah. Really we've been sad. posting. <laughs> yeah, we've been posting on a lot of these now our tiktoks our instagram now too so make sure you follow all of those especially for fantasy football episode i posted my waiver picks already on the instagram so you can check it out there but you can find all of that and our podcast platforms in the link in bio if you're on apple Podcasts or overcast go to the podcast website and click the link in bio there but other than that two hours strong with carlin jacob 
I'm John Dadera. Have a great day, everyone, and see you next time on Inside the Dome.